I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? It's fucking it horrible, fucking isn't awful, it? Yeah. yeah. It's but it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. You watch the whole series. We're like the 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 chick and the dude are fucking and they're like oh yeah we're just getting ready for battle or yeah, whatever yeah whatever it is it's like how we charge and he's Wait. like lusted after this like fantasy uh, character what for is it his whole life future man future man yeah like like to to get ready for battle like just basically their charge their get ready is to fuck <laughs> so he will be there's two people from the future back to time and he'll just be casually fucking her from behind while they're talking about like oh no yeah we're gonna do this and yeah this yeah. is going on oh no we're just getting ready we'll be fine no no don't worry about it we're doing good <laughs> yeah, i mean it sounds it uh, sounds pretty interesting it's um, it's odd it's really right, yeah and by the way we're live we're doing this thing man <laughs> oh hello hello hello, hello, hello world do you recognize that voice how does that go um gentlemen Gentlemen. Yeah, 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 gentlemen. <laughs> um, I don't know what anybody says anymore. Um, we all indicate we're live at some point. Yeah, I feel like I don't have like a go-to thing. It's just kind of like a... Justin was really the guy yeah. with the with the catchphrase more than anybody else. I think Elsa yeah. said... Like, it's what? like when we transitioned from having the song to where it was obvious when we were live and I had to say something to yeah. indicate that we're live. <laughs> yeah. Man, so those who don't recognize his voice, Justin Grubbs, everybody's favorite ginger, the man who probably has produced more Gravity Lab radios than anybody. Like, I think you've sat behind the editing so. desk more than anybody else. Um, and I say that probably over 50% of the shows, you've actually sat behind that desk. Um, so those who don't know him, that's who he is. He's, uh, for me, a legacy in the show. You know, um, Nick and I started it. Um, ben Nelson was part of the crew, and we still consider part of the family, part of the crew. But he moved away so quickly, and we just kind of got to a point where th- we thought we'd need somebody, and you really just fell in our laps. Um, yeah, I was doing the AFF course. Man. And randomly sat in on the hilarious one with Tex. Fuck, dude. Hey, Bill! <laughs> that'll never die. Do you know? Oh, that episode? Yeah. Yeah, so I heard it referenced uh, <laughs> a couple of times on when I was listening to the show, and I went back and listened to the episode, and it was well worth it. it was yeah. I amazing. was sitting over in the corner. There was no mic, no headphones, just laughing my ass off. And they kept <laughs> looking at me funny, and I felt bad because I was just... It was laughing back there and I didn't know like oh crap I'm I'm like ruining their show. Yeah. And they're and like no, keep going. Do it louder. <laughs> yes. And we heard like now that you know me, now that you've been on the show enough, if you can start laughing hard enough, there is a good chance I will start laughing. Yeah. Um one of our good friends Laura, Laura Dixon, she has dolphins having an orgasm. That's her laugh. I didn't just come up with this. This is this is an open. No, call. I, can, I can confirm. It's, yeah. that's pretty. That's a pretty accurate way of putting yeah. it. And if she does it long enough, I've I seen that movie Hudson Hawk. I haven't seen it. The, oh, okay. Never mind. Then. Hudson oh. Hawk. I don't think I've seen it either. Oh, are you like, old or something? Bro? It's like we were just talking about shitty movies. It's an old, shitty, campy Bruce Willis movie. Um, where this chick is a nun and she gets brainwashed and <laughs> she starts talking talking to the dolphins and she's eh, eh, eh. 
It's fucking hilarious. Somebody asked me the other day if I come back as an animal, what would I want to be? And everybody in the group was like, tiger, lion, shark. I was like, dolphin. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Dude, dolphins thrive off having sex. Dolphins <laughs> thrive on pleasure. Do they really? That's a dude, real thing. They like they like rape their handlers and shit. Right? Dude, ho- dolphins are horny <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I want I'm a dolphin. <laughs> I could call me Flipper. <laughs> Man, I guess I'm behind the dolphin game. I was not aware of, uh, of how often they thrive on sex. I, and I and I might have an exaggerated version of the truth just from the things I've heard and learned. And yeah. I will tell you, I've learned it from no formal source or schooling. <laughs> but I think it's a pretty common. Uh, at least opinion that they're dolphins. Fuck, that's what they're. That's something they're known well, for. They I'm echolocate gonna, that badge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna Google some weird stuff on your computer real quick. I just want to know how many times a day. That's what I'm curious. Don't 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 tell when you start typing. Oh, Google dolphin, Trends. Don't read what comes up automatically. <laughs> yeah, well, that wasn't me. We're going incognito for this one, boys. Oh, yeah, I should do that shit. <laughs> Man, so ju- first of all, for everybody, we haven't had a show in forever. It's been like close to two months. So I'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm fucking lazy. I'm a piece of shit, and that's <laughs> part of the problem. There's a lot other real problems here, um, but we haven't seen you in forever. Where the fuck did you go? And oh, and really yeah. hibernating. <laughs> where did you go? Because you don't look like you've been hibernating. You look like you've been working the fuck out. Half of what yeah. you used to be. So yeah, I just got like uh, well. It, Basically, took some me time, um, just in life and in general, uh, with everything, with work, with skydiving. Um, you know, my I I was at a personal level of stress that was just unbearable. <laughs> Dude, every night you showed up for the show, you looked like you were run the fuck down every time. Yeah. And and it never was I never felt that. And there were regularly me. where I just felt like I was going through the motions and I was just so fucking like stressed out my mind was elsewhere. Yeah. It was just oh, it was awful. So you took a reset. You took you pulled back, but I don't think that's a completely fair statement because you got married since you left the show. Yeah. You have a new job? Mhm. You lost how many pounds? Of fat over a hundred, well over a hundred. Oh yeah. And you have a beautiful daughter. Yeah. So I took a break from life. That sounds like expanding <laughs> on life, not taking yeah. a break. I refocused to me instead of other shit. I think that's <clears> well <throat> so so I think most people who know us aren't shocked to know this. I know a lot of the conversation we're having already, but I wanted to share it because for me it's it's very inspirational because I've watched you go from this unhappy uncontent man there were there was a lot of dissent in you and it, we, we never dealt with it but we saw it man it was like fuck this justin's not happy to you are tremendously happy you've changed your life you've changed your outlook you've changed your body um and you've got a beautiful wife uh you were dating her while you were on the show yeah yeah okay um and and, and a beautiful family so I, I, I thought it was, it's just neat. And how you change that perspective, like what happened that made you go from. It was weird, like a, a switch flipped, right? Like, <laughs> dude, you were, I did everything all at once. Like most people yeah. do like some shit gradually. And I was just like, nah, fuck it. I'm in. <laughs> so what, what, what made you, so um, everybody says, I can't, I can't, I can't. How did you? So I, I've always worked out. I've always lifted weights. That was a big thing for me starting in college. Um, that, and I was training Kung Fu all the time. 
So, you know, not only was I lifting weights, but I was also doing a lot of cardio and all that shit. And I always felt really, really good. Um, you know, on top of being in college, that helps too. But <laughs> <laughs> like lifting weights always, always made me feel good. Like it's, it's something about, um, the keeping the blood pumping and, and just being active, um, having that sense of accomplishment. Like you get, you know, when you, when you get results and you put in the work and, you know, periodize everything properly. And then you go back to the, the first part of your period and you're lifting heavier and it's easier. It's like, Oh shit. Like I really accomplished something. You know, you have that sense of accomplishment that you don't, get with um you know intangible things as much <clears throat> but um i when i tore my knee um i stopped all that i stopped everything and you know it was mostly necessary obviously because uh, i had you know my acl replaced and it was my second knee surgery so it was real rough recovery um and it was right before we were about to go to nationals too the fucking shit i still haven't been into nationals <laughs> Sound uh, a little bitter there. Yeah, I know it sucks, right? Put in all that, all that work, all that training, all that tunnel time, all that bullshit. Well, goals tear your knee. Still got goals now. Yeah, Come but here, anyway, um, I tore my knee. Um, stopped doing any kind of physical activity, basically, um, except skydiving when I could get back in the sky. Um, but you know, that's that's not enough to keep the weight off of somebody like me. That's got a really really low metabolism uh, and just started feeling shitty uh and pathetic and ballooned up um you know i went from uh, it was probably around 260 or so up to almost 300 i'm not sure if i hit 300 but i remember seeing 290 something and being like no fuck you you're a fucking fat ass <laughs> stop you cannot do this to yourself which is what i did originally back in college i was like i can't be like this like you know it i got to a point where it, it was like i have to do something like i got to that breaking point and you know contributing to that obviously it was it wasn't just the the knee terror, it was the work stress. <clears throat> that was very severe for me. And it took me a long time. I wish I'd fucking quit three years ago before COVID. Uh, it took me a long time to weigh the pros and cons and decide to do that with my career. Cause I was a very, very solid position with where I was. Um, you know, I was, I was upper management, um, in engineering and, you know, setting myself up for a career of management and, you know, with engineering and you can really go one of two ways. You can either go into the management side or you can be a subject matter expert at what you do, a technical expert. And I tried the management thing out. I ended up being there for almost eight years. <clears throat> um, and I just couldn't do it. And not with that company at least. And not at this point in my life. Um, Working in, in, like, I can do meetings, that's fine, but, like, doing project controls and scheduling and budgets and shit like that, like, no, I got an engineering degree. I didn't get a degree in scheduling or whatever, you know, whatever those people get. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but to, in, to an engineer, it's like a necessary evil. It's like, you know, okay, this is something, somebody that's keeping me on track um, 
and I, I very much appreciate what they do and the work that they put in, but I'm just not cut up for that kind of work. You know, I, I want to figure out how to get power to a place or, you know, how to wire all these instruments up or whatever. Um, I want to get in the weeds and solve problems. That's what engineers do. They solve problems. Somebody comes with you, comes to you with a napkin, like, I want to do this, and you figure out how to make it happen, you know? Um, I was caught up so much in the, the politics and um, that side of things. Uh, you know, we didn't have the competent people doing that kind of work, so I de facto did all that stuff where I was doing zero engineering. I couldn't even check engineering packages, which I'm supposed to do as the licensed engineer. I'm supposed to be overseeing and checking everything. And I'm hopefully nobody hears this with the board of engineers, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't able to do any of that shit, the shit that I like. <clears throat> um, and the money was really great. So it was very, very difficult decision to make, uh, especially the timing of it. Um, I was trying to hold out uh, because, you know, Abby was due first of March, um, which is when Natalie was born. Uh, and I was trying to get to that point at least to where, you know, um, we paid all the fucking medical bills and shit <laughs> with where I was and I was comfortable and safe. Um, but like it, it, it got to a point where the safety is not worth it. Like, fuck it. Just, I'm just going to fucking, I, I just quit. I didn't look for a new job. I didn't, right. e I didn't even have anything lined up. Um, I, I knew I was going to be okay just because, you know, I, I've been hiring people, hiring and firing people for like 15 years. So I pretty much know what's going on. Um, but I had no, no security blanket and my baby was due. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> it just got to that point where I'm fed up. Uh, I have a history of, and like, I'm really chemically predisposed to being depressed and I got in that lull. Uh, and I hit that place and it's like, this is supposed to be the happiest time of my life. Like I just got married. Uh, you know, we got married, um, week before Thanksgiving. Um, and I ended up leaving work before the end of the year. I just got married. I had a baby due. It's like, I'm supposed to be really fucking happy mm. and I'm miserable. <laughs> mm. Like, the, so the the only thing I could do, uh, I had started working out <clears throat> before that um, to to try to be like, okay, maybe it's got to be that. Like, because I'm work, I've been working from home for two years um, and I'm just a lazy piece of shit right now. <laughs> I need to do something with myself. So I started getting hardcore into it. I was dieting uh, for a while uh, and without adding exercise or anything, I lost about 50 pounds. Um, then I started lifting weights regularly. Then I went to lifting weights six days a week. Then I went to a meal plan of less than 2000 calories. Then I added an hour of cardio every day and, you know, got down to the pictures I posted. Um, actually I, I got 15 pounds leaner than that, than those pictures, um, a few weeks after. Um, but just, that that was that was what did it you know having having that goal that mindset that like i'm preparing my meals i'm eating my meals i'm doing my workouts but like just having having something going on in my life other than work that's that's like totally what i needed 
Um, and I realized that just doing that by itself <clears throat> was not enough. I was still fucking miserable. So I had to, I had to leave that job. I had no choice mm. for my mental sanity. And I had a long talks with Abby and she's like, you can't do this to yourself. And she was super understanding about it. Like not many people would be like, no, just quit your fucking job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of people would, would not have that level of support. And she goes, I don't really give a fuck, you know, how much money you make. Like, We'll go live in the trailer. <laughs> Man, it's that's like, awesome. It's sitting out there. <laughs> it's cool that you had that support system. Yeah. Was there like a straw that broke the camel's back that made you finally say, fuck it, I'm quitting? Because it seemed like it was kind of a, not a split second decision, but uh, something that you just said, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Um, what, was there a moment in your head that's like that that sealed the deal or was it kind of like a slow build up to, to the eventual quitting? It was, um, it was a slow build. I mean, the mm. shit that happened... Um, the leading up to it happened many years ago. Mm. Um, and we, we had had discussions and I had discussions. I, I had slipped into my depression at one point and told him, look, I, I just, I'm, I have to take some days off. Like I, I can't, I can't do this. And you know, they didn't want me to. And I said, no, I'm taking days off. I don't give a fuck what you say mm -hmm. <laughs> basically. And you know, I talked to him about what was going on and, um, it was one of those things where, you know, they say they understand, but it's just cause they have to say they understand. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cause when you say you're depressed and like, okay, I'm going to go see a counselor or something. It's a legal obligation for them to be supportive of that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, but, we talked about, you know, steps to take to to take some of the pressure off and I waited a year and yeah. And a year is a long time too, to yeah. deal with something like that <clears throat> and to, to have that kind of patience to go through the process. Um a year's a long time. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things, you know, the industry I work in is is petrochemical, refinery, oil and gas kind of shit, chemical plants. Um and the the workload sways so much. It's like riding a roller coaster that, um, it really, it, it's hard to tell, you know, when it's, when it's medium or tapering off or you have a nice backlog you're working through, like, it's not a big deal. Like I can deal with it. But then when it surges again and I don't get the support that I need to have and, you know, people push back on the things that, that I'm supposed to have autonomous control of, that's when I'm just like, look, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. I, you know, it was, it was a culmination of things, but I would say more than anything, it's people with no experience, not knowing what they're talking about, questioning people who've been doing it. Not even me. People have been doing it for 30 plus years. It's like, well, why don't you do it this way? And how are you like this? And it's, you know, they're, they're spending time doing that rather than designing the project, you know, doing real work. They're answering questions that are bullshit ass questions that are purely internal, not even coming from the client. So it was like self-defeating. And I yeah. saw like uh, there's actually a lot of people that, that left around similar time that I did. I saw the ship being steered in the wrong direction, you know, Yeah, definitely. Uh, just overall. So <clears throat> it was it was a lose lose scenario. Like I could I could do nothing right. <laughs> even when a project went really well, I was getting analyzed like uh to the nth degree and burning hours on unnecessary shit to where it shit it tanked the project it's like 
well, yeah, because you got all these people fucking asking all these stupid ass questions. <laughs> <laughs> Just let us do our jobs, yeah. you know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was a culmination. That's that, that's why I was saying like I wish I had done it before COVID. Obviously, when COVID hit, you know, the market just flooded with engineers. Everybody got laid off. Um, so there was no fucking chance I, I would have risked it then, you know. I saw the market picking back up and actually ended up with eight offers. Um, so that was really good. Wow. And all of them were very viable offers. So I got I got my pick of the litter. <laughs> that was really nice. It, yeah, it, nice. it was a lot. That's That's quite a lot to consider. I'm uh yeah. I'm happy to get any job offers right now. I'm not really looking for a job. <laughs> Don't give me a job offer anybody. Um, but still at the same time, it, it's to, for some people it's so hard to find work. It, it's crazy mm-hmm. because people complain there's not enough work, but then people complain that they can't get enough people hired. Mm-hmm. And and it's uh it's it's a weird world we live in right now. It's crazy, man. In my industry, I, I've I've seen it turn around. It's it's a hundred percent an employees market right now. Big time. People are picking back up. Yeah. I uh, I think part of the people I hear complain about not being able to find a job have poor expectations for their experience levels. Yeah. Like, yo, man, you're going to work an entry-level job. Yeah, but, dude, I'm doing the same job you this dude just did for 30 years. Yeah, he did it for 30 years. So um, there's a way to question a dude with 30 years. It's like, hey, yo, Justin, like, so if we did this, is there, like, I just want to ask some questions. Yes, you still have to waste the time to train me, but the way we, we ask those elders, the what we expect out of what we get now, it just seems to be different. And what employers expect of of of, of employees in, in some environments, man. I, I'm very blessed. Um, I think on the show people over time, I've been very secretive or at least quiet about what my life is on the show. Um, I don't completely share some of my jobs and who I work for. Um, but they're very good about the people there's there's sayings within the company it's about the people it's about the people it's about the people said it no way i'll give a fuck about anything else well, that's and the way this company is that i'm with now and that yeah. was a big selling point for me yeah. uh, and i see it it's crazy yeah it's freaking weird not to be like considered just a producer of a thing yeah. but a person you used a word at dinner tonight that i think was super key uh, it was really hard not to talk too much about this at dinner tonight because i'm like well i have questions but i know maybe. and i didn't want to talk too much about yeah. it either because um, <laughs> i knew but tr- i know how it goes Shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> trust was a word you used you know you, you felt like they didn't trust you it was important that 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 you were trusted to do jobs in the right way at the same time that you were able to trust other people and not deal with that and it's something with the rating center i worked really hard to try to do um we now have Katie Van Lowe running our daily operations, our schedule, our, our, our everything. She she runs the show, and I could either sit on her or trust her. And um, Alex, you, uh, full disclosure, I think everybody knows well enough. You live with Katie. I do. I, I don't sit on her, do I? She doesn't complain about me micromanaging at all, does she? <laughs> no, nothing that I've heard. I, I bet no you, reverse mustache rights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none that I'm aware of. <laughs> You keep saying sit on her. What am I supposed to think? <laughs> thank of? you for thank you for pointing that out because that's exactly where my mind went. <laughs> Those are dirty, man. Those are dirty. Um, I'm there now too. Um, I actually would think if she would complain about anything, it would be like I don't always give them enough support because I I I, I let people go too. I let people go too far. I trust them enough, and like oh, you're doing a good job. So oh, you need some more of my support. My bad, didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, no, trusting people, giving people trust and training them the right way and trust that you've trained them and trust that they can do the job. 
You know, I, I yeah, and it it wasn't necessarily that they didn't technically trust me. Like if there was ever a technical thing, um, you know, it was okay. Yeah. Like, you know, they know that I know my shit, but you know, trusting trusting me to accurately report what I'm doing, like it just blew my mind. Like getting questioned by a person that is straight out of school. You know, nothing wrong with them. Obviously, they got a degree. They're smart people. They have zero experience. They don't know what they're doing, yeah. much less they're a different discipline. So, like, you know, somebody who's a mechanical engineer don't know shit about electricity. I'm sorry, Leave but they do not. <laughs> yeah. Mechanical engineers are engineers who couldn't get out of fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, argue it. Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between a mechanical force and an electromotive force. <laughs> Chemical engineer, respect. Yeah. Mechanical engineer, Legos. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You can do building blocks. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm talking shit. Well, and I They're way smarter than me. Yeah, and I respect <laughs> all of them for what they do, but I mean, you know, understanding electricity is something that's very difficult for people to grasp. Any engineer that's not an electrical engineer. I mean, engineer. it's shocking yeah. to some. <laughs> yeah. You can't resist. No. You, <laughs> would, would you say that you have to be pretty grounded to get it? Yeah. Um, no, I think a, a, you're better off with a floating potential. And <laughs> <laughs> where's Nick? He would be going. Oh, over. Yeah, yeah no, I, would. I, I, I got think, like the one good one in, and I'm done. I think so. after floating potential, Nick would have been nerds, nerds, <laughs> nerds. Yeah, man. Sorry, Mr. P couldn't be here, guys. It's uh, um, man. It's we've been, we've been hectic. Nick and I have our own lives going on, and unfortunately, our lives have not been conducive to us having a show. Um, it just hasn't. So sorry. I'm trying to figure your ways out around that, by the way, <laughs> but I don't know what we can do. Mm -hmm. Um, man, I, uh, yeah. When's the last time we had a show? Will you look up the last? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I can look it up. Real Gravity quick. Lab Radio .com, If you've never looked it up as our website. <laughs> um, if, if no, you I've don't, if you don't know, you're watching this on Facebook right now. You're a loser because Facebook is for loot. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, go to go to your podcast app on your phone. Like, just search on your phone for podcast. You have an app on it, probably a guarantee. Unless you have an Android, then download it. It's it's it'll work too. Search for Gravity Lab Radio. We're meant to listen to on the go. I know you're driving to North Carolina right now with your girlfriend having a good old time. Going, oh look, we're listening to Facebook on the car, and you're just a horrible idiot. Um, I don't know. Who, I actually have a buddy. That's what he's doing right now. I was going to say that's a specific example. <laughs> that's a very like, specific. Who, type are you, of who are you calling out right now, <laughs> Billy Dory? Okay, just throwing it go. out there for him. Um, <laughs> but you could download any episode of Gravity Lab Radio and listen to it on the go. You could go listen to the text episode where Justin infectiously laughs in the back background the entire time and it was what brought him on the show and probably one of my favorite episodes ever <laughs> so just you know search for it man we have same like here 183 <laughs> other shows out there 183 our last episode was may 20th so yeah what two months yeah man like yeah. you know i have little things that come up here and there i went on vacation yeah. i came back from vacation and had the covid i blame so i went on a cruise i come back and a week later i have covid so what do i think I got COVID on a cruise. And you know what else I think? I'll go on a cruise in a few months again anyways. I don't give a fuck. Um, but I got COVID on a cruise. Well, two days after I come back from the cruise, I played D&D &D with a bunch of my skydiving nerd friends. 
after I was sick and while, well, while I was sick and into it, I found out that they were all getting sick before me. I'm like, oh, I didn't it's get COVID assholes. from a cruise. I got COVID from skydivers. That's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. Which, Shit. you know what? I still play D&D with them and hang out anyways. <laughs> I, just, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We try to be cautious. But uh, if, if Ivy yeah. would stop coughing in my mouth on purpose. <laughs> It's, it's I finally got it for the first time it was a couple not. months ago. Oh, Did yeah? you lose your smell or taste? No. Me neither. Really? And that was, I. Yeah. of all the COVID things I was scared about, of course, dying is a real thing, but I'm not too scared about it mm-hmm. because you hear of a lot more people losing their taste and smell, and I like food way too much yeah. to lose my taste and smell. <laughs> so, like, no, man, we, we, we tried to have a lot of shows, and we just couldn't. I've been traveling a bit more lately. Um, this will be the last show for another month. Um because uh, in two weeks from now, we're supposed to have another show, and I will be in Sweden. So, I mean, poor me. This really sucks. Uh, then I come back in October or September. I think we should, can have some shows, but I think in October, I'll be gone the whole month. I can't do any shows once again. So I'm looking at um, the ability to promote host show or host remote shows. Um, Joe Rogan claims that all he does is he puts a cell phone out and uses it as a voice recorder. And I just wonder mm. at the quality of hair. I'm like, there's no way that's your phone, bro, because that sounds way too good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to actually do a couple runs of sitting down and, and having conversations with homies on my phone and then putting it through mastering to see if I can clean the quality up to make it sound good. Um, if that's the case, that's going to make it super easy. I also have some recording, uh, uh, mobile recording equipment now. So I will nice. be at Vectorfest in Europe, and I think it would be really cool. There's a couple European homies I would love to interview and have on the show. Um, and then in October, I'll be around a lot of uh, decent named skydivers that if they could afford the time to give me an hour, it would be cool to do. So we're going to try. We're going to try, guys, to get back to a schedule. Um, we're, we're working on it, but yeah. it's been crazy. The hardest part's been getting guests. It really has. I um, yeah. I, I don't want to have the show just for the sake of having the show. Um, but travel's returning to normal in the U.S. We're seeing almost every weekend different events nowadays at Definitely. the DZ. Yeah. Um, so the pool of visiting jumpers has once again increased. So um, there are a few occasions had I known what was going. I need I need you. I need your help really big time. Okay. Um, because I'm not on the DZ every day anymore. I don't know how. I have no fucking clue what's going on. I show up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, "Hey, you here for the?" I'm like, oh, "I came here because it was Saturday." <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, as you keep keep an eye on events, keep an eye on who's coming through and what's coming through, and start. Can Can you help Got me it. with awareness there? Please? For sure. Yeah. Um, I actually have a couple of people lined up. A couple of people who have agreed to be on. So I'll just run it past you guys. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. Sometime offline. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll chat about it offline. Um. Yep. Um, some of them I think I know, and guys, if we have talked to you about being on the show and you're local, please chill and hang out and wait. We don't push you off, uh, rudely because you're local, but if I have like Donna Jean in town, she's been in town before and I'm able to have her on the show and just wait before we have, um, um, what's the one dude we're going to have on soon? He used to have an infinity, just got a Mark Wallace, Mark, yeah. yeah, like Mark Wallace, like I, Mark Wallace, good dude. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have him on the show, but if I have an out of town or we're so sorry guys, if we've talked to you. We're not pushing you far back for, for a reason. We're pushing it back because we have other opportunities. And, yeah, we're kind of leaning on you being local homeboys. So thank you so much for chilling and being local homeboys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to get back at it. So yeah. I'm really f- kind of mad that Nick's not here for two reasons. Three reasons. <laughs> Reason number one, I love me some Nick. Nick Knack in my life is a good life. Uh, number two, I want to talk a little bit more about your exercise and your diet journey. 
And number three, I want to talk about the film festival. And before I forget, let's talk about the film festival. Do you guys mind? No, no, no. Uh, no. I ask if you guys mind because I've already hit up the two of you. Um, I need Nick here because we still are planning on doing the film festival this year. I, I hem-hawed and wish-washed about making last year's the last one, and I very quickly had changed my mind about that. Um, some of you know a little bit we're exploring and pushing Gravity Lab Project to a next level. We're offering free fly coaching, canopy coaching. We're working on various avenues with different coaches. Alex is doing free fly coaching. Um, and really right now we're laying those grassroots and we're trying to build the next year or two. I mean, honestly, it, I tell, I could be wrong, but if things work out great in the next couple of years, Alex is going to be coaching full time and just helping out the DZ on the random and if they need me and I'm available basis. That's awesome. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it's a great, it's a goal that he wants and it's a goal I want to completely support because my friend's success is pretty fucking cool to see. Um, what kind of coaching are you doing? My fine. Yeah, uh, no. yeah, just free flying angle. Uh, more on the basic side of free flying right now, um, and branching into the basic side of angles as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's been a really awesome. interesting uh, step to take for sure. Uh, so can you get off of me? So, Jimmy, the wife's not here tonight, guys. If you don't know, people think we no. record this at the drop zone. This is not a random room in the DZ. This is a <laughs> random room in my house. It's like he knows I'm allergic to him. Yeah. <laughs> and because my wife's not home, my pets make r- loud noises, so we're letting our pets in the show tonight. <laughs> What's up? This is Jimmy. Jimmy Jabs. But yeah, now that I've leaned out, I've been looking for some of that basic shit. Okay. <laughs> Man, let's do it. I did I'd like an hour with Jay back flying in the tunnel, and yeah. that's the only free flying I've ever done. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a different world for sure. But uh, yeah, once you lay the foundation and kind of get used to it, it's, uh, it's a good time. I love it, man, and it's so different on the on the coaching side of things too. Like knowing how to fly something is one thing, but then knowing how to relay it to people is something completely different. Um, yeah, so that how to has been like really say fun. it in a way that they can yeah. understand it and do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or just everybody's different, you know. Everybody hears things and processes things differently, so. The way that I learned it might be a terrible way to explain <laughs> it to somebody, especially who's to someone who's very analytical. Yeah. Um, engineers, perfect example. People who want to understand the ins and outs right from square one. And it's like, man, let's just focus on this one thing. You don't have to re-engineer <laughs> it either. Like, it's already what it is. Like, yeah. let's just get out and do the do do step one, and then we'll get to step 20 later. You know? I always had a hard time <laughs> teaching engineers, even though I yeah. am an engineer. It's yeah. like, no, just turn your mind off. Think about this thing. Think about this thing. thing. Because exactly. you're not really an engineer. Like, <laughs> As far as personality, yeah. As far as like ability, skill, brain, you're an engineer. As far as personality, you're not an engineer because you have one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you were mentioning it earlier, and I was just picturing like uh, a room full of engineers just throwing out ideas, and I had this picture of just this chaotic thing of like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? It's like, no, we're doing this, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It just sounds it sounds pretty exhausting mentally if if people are constantly trying to rethink the wheel, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm excited for that chance for you. One of the things that I want to talk about with you at some point, and I want to kind of get out there to the to the world, is Alex is doing a lot of that coaching. If you if you want coaching, gravity or coaching at gravitylabproject.com. I okay. Put cords up. Right. Yeah. Coaching at gravitylabproject.com. Or just hit us up any fucking way you know how. Hit Alex up on, on any social media he's on. Hit us up on Gravity Labs uh, Facebook, Instagram page, whatever. We'll get you to the right places right places places and people and we'll get you set up but uh, alex i want to set up like when the season starts to slow down enough that we can start to become a point where you're like you know i could see missing a weekend in a couple weekends from now and the drops and not miss me cool let's do a low-key angle weekend where you're organizing a predetermined group of people 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they need to pay your slot. And uh, that's all. I'll, I'll, you, yeah. you, you'll get paid. Yeah. Um, we'll take care of you. We'll make sure you have some time because you'll be taking time away from the drop zone. But I want to start putting together a couple little camps with you. And I think these first couple camps, I'd like to do the give back style camps, the grassroots style camps yeah, where we're, sure. we're throwing it at them. Um, a, you need the licks. You need the reps, right? Yeah, most definitely. And B, we're drug dealers. We're going to get like, <laughs> hey. I'm going to get them hooked. Just a little taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get, a, get a whiff <laughs> of this. First one's always free. <laughs> get a whiff of this. As soon yeah. as you smell it, you're going to like him a little bit more. He's going to be a little bit more friendly. Your <laughs> eyes are just going to kind of glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, smoke dick for free flying. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that went way quicker and way further. I, like I, it. I, it's like I've never listened to the show, man. So uh, the, f- <laughs> the, the film festival, we have a problem this year with the film festival. <coughs> and the problem for me is a blessing. We always have had the film festival in October. Um, I've always had a problem with having it in October. Does anybody know what that problem is? I don't think so. I mean, you mentioned something earlier. Do you know what that, that problem is? Uh, yeah, there's something significant. Daylight savings. Your anniversary. Okay. No, no, no. Daylight savings. Oh. Man, it gets darker oh, later right. yeah. in October, which means the show starts later. Super late. Which means we <clears throat> run late, which means by the time, like, it, it, it's just kind of, it's a whirlwind said and done. And it's fun. We still have a blast. But if we can do it after time change, and then we can start an hour earlier, which means when we get done at the end, we're not pushing and rapping and, and like... You stuck around and helped clean up at the end. It's a whirlwind, and mm-hmm. it would be nice to to have that little bit more time, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more casual start instead of a pressed start. So, <coughs> excuse me, it's it's COVID for real. It's not COVID. <laughs> um, but if I, uh, it, I think it would just make more sense. My other problem is is I'm going to be out of town, like twenty some days of the month of October. So I don't know if you know math well, but that's almost all of October. <laughs> so <laughs> my opportunities to, to be here would be limited. And I started the film festival because I wanted, like, so the Flyboy Film Festival it was the premier film festival, at least in my time in skydiving and to anybody who's been in it as long as I have, I think we'll still recognize it as the, like, marquee. It's the one that inspired us all to do these things. <laughs> Um, Jimmy, stop. I like how you let them in there so they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> now they're just barking he right here. He doesn't. <laughs> they like, want to contribute to the conversation. They don't normally bark and do these things. Like this is. Oh, they're going nuts. This is abnormal. Like they're showing up for the camera. Oh, like, yeah. Look at me, world. They've been, they've been working on this routine for uh, however many episodes, and they're like, we finally get to do it. Give the people what they want. I think hey, Scrappy well. was being a dick and blocking them in. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. No, Scrappy gets out of the way. Scrappy. Uh, is subservient to Jimmy, although Scrappy is uh, in charge. He folds to Jimmy all the time. He lets, <laughs> he lets Jimmy have his way. But said and done, the ca- here, um, th- oh. be care- don't let him get on any keyboards. Um, that's the reason we lock the door. <laughs> I mean, you can't deal with a cat much, can you? Not really. I can like, I can yell, but I can't. I can't really touch him a whole bunch. If you look to your left you on like that a- shelf, do you see a can of it's going to be lower than higher <laughs> compressed air? Oh shit! I'll take a look. I'm yeah, gonna. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna start trying. That's safer than the water. Oh, if it's not there, it's in the <laughs> closet. Like, like with you, it's in the closet. Ellie's <laughs> like, oh, got a spot. <laughs> yeah, he's got a spot, and he's about to hit the recording computer because that's one of the places that he hit. Dude, I'll be working at my desk, and that motherfucker will be. He'll just pop up onto the keyboard, and I'm like, he is 
absolutely devastated the work that I've done because a lot of times it's just like letters, weird things. But sometimes I'm clicking something while he clicks something and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. Like, I don't know what that shortcut was and I don't know what just happened to everything I was working <laughs> on, but it's all for schnookered. Um, I always have a spray bottle within arm's reach because those little assholes like to jump up on shit. Yeah. Well, and, and it's it's uh, it's on the back center middle shelf, straight back middle shelf, left side, uh, air duster black can. Um, it's, I usually keep an air duster sitting right there. I think I just, that's my huffing can. No, that's my huffing can. <laughs> that's my huffing can. Give, give me that shit back. Um, so I, yeah, I want to do film festival, uh, after time change Sunday. When is time change Sunday? Do I don't know. know. I'll just blow out of <laughs> uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. That's, yeah. yeah. No, I, couldn't, I couldn't see it because it was dark. Oh, there's a light switch right next to you. Yeah. It, it, that's butane, people. He got butane and stuff. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, November yeah. 6th. November 6th is time change Sunday? Or time change. Yeah, it is on a Sunday, technically. Um, November 6th. Yeah. Hold on. Jesus Christ. I'm Two days before my birthday. Man, this is... Uh, man, maybe November 12th would just be the move. Like, so, um, what do you think about November 12th? How does... Is November 12th having an issue for anybody here? No. Um, I need to talk to Nick because I need to see what's on the DZ calendar. That's a week yeah. before my anniversary, so don't make it the next weekend. Um, <laughs> but frankly, I think I can pull up the DZ calendar at some point here, so we'll look at it. Yeah, um, I don't think I have anything major in November, so that should, uh, should work out for me as far as I'm aware. Man, so we don't have a date yet. <coughs> we don't have a solid date. November 12th, thinking, hoping, crossing fingers. Um, I'll find out in the next week, and I'll get that date solidified in the next week. But tell your kids, tell your wife. No, it's hide your kids, hide mm-hmm. your wife. Um, the film festival is on. It's coming early the Dolphins November. are raping everybody up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm oh, good. we're back to Dolphins. Sick callback. Yeah. Multiple times a day, by the way. I Googled it. Really? It only lasts for a couple of seconds, so relatable. But yes. <laughs> Dude, well, I don't know about you guys. But faster refractory period, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. So you get the reps. In. The dude I argued with was like, yo, dude, I'm the master of the sea. I'm an, I, I'm a, I'm an ace predator, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I fuck all day. Like, you go be an, you go be like supreme alpha male. I'm going to be over here and be a horny fucking hippie. <laughs> they can still yeah, take exactly. down sharks. Yeah, they can, dude. But we'll be busy fucking while the sharks are fighting. <laughs> That's right. You go be a shark. You go be angry. I'm going to be a lover. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a dolphin. <laughs> and then we dance and show off when we're not fucking. <laughs> so, it's a good life. Dude, you now have, you have a new answer about reincarnation. You want to be a dolphin. I feel like the killer whale is kind of a nice... <laughs> a nice bridge between those two things though because they're perfectly capable of all that violence but I feel like they still like to play around too I'm gonna I'm gonna look up how we're many still times down they to fuck. fuck a day and that'll be the deciding <laughs> I was say that. You're, you're missing you're missing key components <laughs> you're missing here. The, the primary component <laughs> yeah we like stuff fuck <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm positive, and, and I could be wrong, but I'm positive it's really a thing that there are people out there who fuck dolphins. You know, I mean, there like, has to be. yeah, yeah. Speciality is not uncommon, but there's actually <laughs> like this is it's for sure. I'm like, <laughs> man, dolphins are desperate. They'll fuck humans. Like that's bad. Like I mean, it's one <laughs> thing for us to desperate. fuck ourselves, but yeah, it, it's horrible. Um, man, the film festival. <laughs> I, we don't have any prizes lined up yet. Um, we had support through GoPro, our contact through GoPro. We don't have any more. So again, the free GoPro may not be possible again in the future. Um, for sure I can get, uh, hookups through LB altimeters. Uh, we can get some devices from them. 
Um, I feel pretty positive SSK and Cypress will throw down a free maintenance for a Cypress. Um, I might be speaking prematurely. Adam Buckner, I love your face. Uh, you could probably win an Option Studios retail jersey. They've been pretty sweet about hooking those up. Um, cook- I still love that 80s flyer the best. Yeah, Cookie G35, I'm guessing, would be up for grabs. I Cookie's usually pretty keen on helping us out with this one. Uh, Jason Cook is absolutely in Jeremy Hunt. They're fucking wonderful, man. They're good to us. I'm looking up at our signs to look at, at the uh, sponsors. Yeah, the last prizes. <laughs> yeah, so I know who. Oh, uh, uh, Space Land's always been really generous of hooking up a couple free jumps here or there. Um, last year, I threw $100 at the pot. Cash money. So here's the deal. We get more than 12 legitimate entries. And I get to be the judge of 12 legitimate entries. Man, you don't have to have the best editing skills. You don't have to be the winner. You don't have to have the best footage. But you put together a legitimate, decent effort at an edit, and it counts, man. It's at any range. You give me 12 good quality entries, the winner gets 500 bucks. What do you think? Holy shit. Mm. That sounds good to me. Deal? Yeah. Done. Done. So I don't know about GoPro, but five hundred fucking dollars is on the line. I want to see your videos, and I am willing to pay for them. That's how I feel. I started the film festival because I wanted to throw a party where my friends highlight and show off their year. That's what this was about. It's an opportunity for my friends, my homies, and even people I don't know to come and make new friends and have a fucking party and show off your videos and have a good time. There's a bounty for the best video. More than 12. And if I think they're not a reasonable entry, you guys get to be, you guys being the guys on the show, Justin, Nick, um, what's your name? <laughs> Alex, Alex. Alex, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Alex, Alex. Um, I'm sorry, Holly. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you have like 20 names in my yeah, brain. Yeah, lots of D&D lately. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's uh, you guys can you can trump me if I say it's not twelve legit. I do. I we've always had twelve, fifteen entries, so I'm not putting a high mark out there, guys. Make sure the file names for your dolphin porn videos are discreet. <laughs> <laughs> and Man. do not call them homework. Everyone knows what that means by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I missing something? Uh, it's just a joke of her new folder. Yeah. <laughs> the old no name trick. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Must have created that by accident. Oh wow. Huh. That's empty for sure. Don't look there. Yeah, the ho- the old you hide your porn by calling it homework or some shit. You never heard that? Yeah, like in the homework folder. So the last time <laughs> before I the had internet homework, when you actually had files. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See you see the problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, when you no. use like fucking Kazaa or LimeWire <laughs> to Napster to download porn. That was oh, wow. that was Never also that. after homework. That was also after school for me. Yeah. Oh shit. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in college, <laughs> BBSs were the rage. Yeah. So, BBSs. I did BBSs, I but it was much earlier than college. <laughs> yeah. Bulletin board services, bulletin board systems. So basically, my fourteen four K dial up. <laughs> Dude, you were screaming. You were. Yeah. You, you were falling. My dad worked at telecommunications, so I always had like I had fifty six K before everybody else, and it was fucking mind blowing. Yeah. Hell yeah. I had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had fast modems pretty quickly in my life, but I'm an Asian nerd who likes computer. Like you've seen my computer setup. I 
I like a healthy computer system. Mm-hmm. I, I like technology. Hello, my eyes are squinty. <laughs> HD TV. It is how I've seen Rife my whole time. You now watch big TV. It's like I see life. <laughs> you see like big square TV. I see big wide TV. <laughs> 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 I, I can't do accents for shit, but Asian I got. Yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can do Asian and redneck. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why those two come to me, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> Just like dolphins. Just like, like dolphins. dolphins. Oh, by the way, uh, back to that conversation. So Orca's made every three to ten years. However, um, the record length of an Orca penis is eight feet. So, I mean, you're not boning as often, but you do get a massive dog. I don't know if that counts for anything. Yeah, no wonder though, they don't fuck because years. one dolphin rips the or- orca rips the other one in half when they have yeah, sex. Like male orcas are known to have extremely large penises relative to their size <laughs> and the penises of the planet. <laughs> Dude, I was According like, to some random website. That's that, the real reason they call them killer whales. <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging Murdering out. that puss. I was hanging out with a girl like in my 20s, just random chick I'd met at some point. Every now and then we would hook up. More often than not, we would have sex between relationships. It was just a friendly hookup. Sometimes it would just we'd go hang out and just be friends. And one night she's hit me. It's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm doing nothing. You want to go meet me at the beach? It's 10 o'clock at night. We go sit at the beach for a couple hours. We go back to my place. That's kind of the way this is going to work. We get out to the beach. We're sitting out there for a little bit. If you know La Jolla Cove, La Jolla Shores in your life, then you know exactly where I've been sitting over. Oh, it's a beautiful little spot. I'm rubbing her shoulders. We're having a good time. I start making some advances. She goes, oh, yo, um, this tonight we're just going to chill. I'm like, hey, no, we're good. She goes, no, you don't understand. I'm like, no, no, it's good, whatever you want. She goes, no, man, I've been dating this guy, and his dick is literally so big. It keeps ripping. Oh, <laughs> Ralph, gotcha. I, I, mine's still working. Your, your cat ripped out your microphone or turned it down. Uh, maybe. I think he got the. How's it now? Check one, check two. Oh, yeah. Back? yeah, you're back. Okay. Was that the mute button? Yeah, he got the mute button perfectly. I don't think he got, well, <laughs> he hit the, the knob as well to control the volume, but he got the mute button as well, so it took me a minute. So you're like, he has crafty. multiple things oh, fucked up. There's more than that. There's more. There's now. I'm in two years, right? Yeah, you're you're um, static back, back and forth. Um, I wonder if he hit the. Uh, you guys keep talking for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I so can't orca, it. Penises. orca penises. <laughs> uh, their life free by the way, like ten to thirty years in captivity. Also, what I found is that males will choose multiple partners, where females only have the one. So I think that uh, that number that I gave you earlier, mm. like a couple times a year, was it? Every yeah. three to ten years is for females. Because I'm just thinking min max times in your life that you're having sex. Like yeah. three times <laughs> is minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So not great. <laughs> except yeah. I mean you get a you get a massive dong to sort of compensate <laughs> for that number, I guess. <laughs> Trade off, yeah. I guess. And then with, with dolphins as well, it's like, well, it's just a lot of sex, but it's too. a couple of seconds per session. It's like yeah. I guess it just depends on personal preference at that point. Mm-hmm. Check one okay. Are we good. Are we no? You're very static. Yeah, it keeps it yeah. keeps banging, right? What did my fucking cat? Is it? <laughs> how are we do? Is it? My cat is crazy, dude. I mean, the levels and stuff look good over here. It just looks a little yeah, but uh, if sounds that, a little different. If that noise is coming through, it's coming through. So yeah, I'm I'm getting mostly left ear and a lot of static in the right ear. In the right. Okay, cool. Y'all keep talking about your orchid dicks. 
Man, I think we just about covered it. I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting to think about Orchidex as much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So what uh what got you into wanting to coach? Um, I don't know. I just uh you know, I I've commonly found myself just organizing jumps for friends and stuff and just passing along information and uh being able to do that in like the free fly free fly and angle setting was just really rewarding in its own way and it's what it's it's what i'm most passionate about in the sport yeah um is that the majority of your jumps uh it's it's about half and half now that i've been jump staff for a year and a half it's kind of catching up to the rest of my jumps uh but yeah for the most part the majority have been just free flying angle jumps um a lot of it just figuring it out with friends um so that that part of the progression is really cool and now being at a point where i can pass a couple of things on is really cool um and yeah, just like what we talked about earlier, being able to, um, you know, just because you know how to do something doesn't necessarily mean you can teach it to everybody. Yeah. So learning how to work with people and connect with people on different levels has been a really interesting challenge as well. And you learn um, a lot through teaching too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like the range that you need is absolutely massive to fly with, especially with new people. Cause like, you don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. You have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> how, uh, how long did you fly on your back in the tunnel? Did you say? Uh, an hour to- total. Okay. How did it feel? <clears throat> Uh, it was pretty good. I had a really loose jumpsuit. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I was a little bit bigger at the time, mm-hmm. but um it felt solid eventually. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> like my story. The last 15 minutes, I was like, "Okay, I can actually like, well, I, you know, obviously I could stay where I want to be, but I could actually turn and not translate." Yeah. Um and that felt really good. Nice. I didn't get into doing uh, transitions or anything. I see. And how much uh, how much tunnel experience or just I guess jump experience total did you have at that time when you were um, switching over to the the backfly side of things? Oh, at that time, that's a good question. That was a long time ago. Um, I maybe had a D license, so I maybe had like five hundred jumps, but nice. I I had lots and lots of hours of tunnel. I probably have like um, I don't know twenty or plus hours of tunnel. Just from uh, four-way and shit like that. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting, too, because when you take someone who has a lot of experience in one specific discipline and then you, you toss them in the tunnel and have them do something completely different, you almost go back to that that student mentality. You're super unstable. Like, yeah, it was really weird. You're tense again, and like you almost forget what it's like to go back to that square until you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was one of my favorite things about flying in the tunnel recently because I didn't have a, a lot of tunnel. I took a trip to El Paso. And yeah, it was so cool going back to that mentality because it's like, holy shit, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, I'm starting from yeah. square one all over again. <laughs> it's scary. You know, it's really cool getting to go back to that mentality and kind of restart. Um, and I was so used to having to be like stretched out all the time and, you know, fly flat and slow for mm-hmm. uh, flying with other people better. And then, you know, going to back flying, it's it's almost the opposite. Like you want to be curled up and have your knees mm-hmm. at 90. And it's, it was just such a weird feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Did you experience any, <clears throat> was it weird for you feeling wind on different parts of your body and feeling it going in, going in a different direction? Because you're so used to feeling wind on your belly and the front side of your body. Did you experience any like, holy shit, it's coming from a, a different place now? <laughs> Not really, no. Yeah. I think the most drastic thing for me was like... Uh, turning my feet and it affecting my body position like that physically turning my whole body like yeah. holy shit <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild yeah <laughs> versus you know, like being used to having my toes in the wind 
and having a lot of control like that, like having him, you know, essentially out of the wind yeah. and then coming into the wind, that was, I think that was the biggest, the weirdest thing that I felt. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, it's been so long since I've done it that <laughs> honestly, yeah. it's hard to remember. Uh, I, I feel like, am I, how's my audio? Is it, I feel that's like better, yeah. that's better. That's cool. good. Um, when I'm on my belly, my legs are thrusters, so they're always thrusting, and, and they thrust left or right more. Although I, you treat them like rudders by laying over booties and laying my legs. Mm-hmm. But they're more of thrusters where yeah, on like my back, they're over. truly more like rudders. Yeah. so That's it, true. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like you're on your back, your arms are your stabilizers, whereas on your belly, your legs are your stabilizers. Yeah. And you steer just by <coughs> rudders. You just... It's that was the weirdest part for me, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I was I was really, I guess, blessed the first time I went in the tunnel to backfly with having a shitload of backflying experience. Um, AFF examiner. In the sky, yeah. Yeah, you fly, you fly on your back and... Um, <laughs> Assholes. It, 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 <laughs> you know, it, it sounds simple enough, flip over to your back and be out of control, but if somebody's doing bad, you need to tame down, you need to ramp up, you need to control how out of control you get. Including and not time. doing it translating at the same time, right? Yeah. You're trying to be kind of static while you do it. Yeah, yeah. there's times where I want to roll onto my back and just sit perfectly still so you can learn the approach. Hey, let me just roll on my back, let you come approach, see what it looks like, come get the dock, practice a rollover. I remember that. And yeah. once that happens, <laughs> then I'm going to start getting a little bit more dynamic. I'm going to start spinning a little bit. I'm going to start moving a little bit. I'm going to start wandering. Then I'm going to just start break dancing. And good luck mm-hmm. with that one, dude. I like Man. That first static one is such like a confidence builder because you do it on the ground all weird. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. And you train it over and over and over again. Um, and then when you go on in the sky, it's like, okay, here it comes. He's going to do it. Like, you're not really freaking out. And you go up and it's like, oh, shit, that was way easier than I thought it would be. Like, obviously, it's way easier than on the ground. Yeah. It's partially um, way easier because the ground gets literally in your way on a yeah. rollover. But also, you drill the You don't so have that leverage times. to push down. But you drilled it so many times that it's also easier because you don't have to. You're like, I know how to do this. Yeah. You know, also. But then when you flip over and start spinning, you're having a fucking heart attack. Like, oh, my God, (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) die. It's so funny. Do you know what's going through my mind? Like, he's probably going to be fine, but I'm going to fucking die. (laughs) He's going to knock me out. (laughs) What's going through my mind while I'm spinning on my back? What do you think is going through my you mind? You spin me right nope. round. Nope. 1,000, 2,000, oh, yeah. <laughs> 4,000, 5,000. I'm just counting. Every time I do something stupid in the sky, I start counting. Mm. So I know when you got to me or the, the, in evaluations, mm. there's automatic unsats. But in training, for me, I, I will rarely take somebody to an automatic unsat in training um, not because uh, of any, uh, 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 because I don't want to fail them. They're they're just training. I don't want to waste your time. In, in on an evaluation jump, take all the time you legally have to get to me. In a practice jump, like yo, dude, I don't want to waste time. Let's stop. Let's reset and let's start over at a little bit more chill pace. So I, I time it so I either know to back off, ramp up, um, say how slow or quickly you hit me. So. I can see what you mean from doing a coachy eval jump. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a lesser degree. You're not on your no, back spinning. No, it's 100% timing, but yeah. The whole the whole time, like, you're so focused on timing and altitude and all that shit, and you're, you're uh, hardly thinking about at all what you're doing. You're so focused on the other person and the timing and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I don't think a lot of evaluators work that way. Um, I think a lot do as well. 
A lot of them are just like, oh, yeah, that was good enough. Like, why was it good enough? How long did it take? Oh, it took like eight seconds. Are you sure it took eight seconds? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, look, it took 20 seconds on this timer. You don't know how to count mm-hmm. to 28, do you? <laughs> I'm 28. It goes back to you shouldn't have to look at the video. You should be able to debrief, do everything, and then look at the video after, right? Yeah, and, and I think uh, <clears throat> so. I, you don't know these rules, but in an AFF evaluation, I'm um, really in any evaluation, I must make the call before I see the video. Um, the video cannot hurt your score, but it can save your score. So if I give you a pass on this component and you failed and I see on video you failed, I fucked up, Mm. Um, which honestly I think is the fairest thing to do is to leave it to those standards. But also it makes my job super easy because I'm like, that was a borderline call. You failed. I immediately, if I'm not 100% certain, you failed. I'm 100% certain you failed because now I can go back to video and go, I was wrong. Video saved you. And it's common that I'll call a fail won't tell the candidate, go review the video, and then let the video change my mind so I don't ever told... I don't want to go tell you, you failed, now let me go look and make you... I don't want to put you through any more stress that you were already going through. I remember I had a a coach eval jump I was doing and the candidate failed, but I I wasn't sure because it was pull time. And it was so freaking close on my altimeter... um, Versus what I saw that I, it, it was just almost impossible to make the call and went back and looked at the footage like frame by frame. It was literally like a tick with a 10 foot change. Like, all right, it's a pass. Yeah. <laughs> like just barely in that frame. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, have you done your eval jumps yet? No, not yet. Uh, for all and I couldn't, uh, couldn't make it happen over this last weekend. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, I, I shipped him out of town. Mm-hmm. Actually, I no, did this, not, yeah, this past. Weekend. I didn't ship him out of town. Your girlfriend did. Oh man, just saying. <laughs> just saying. I'm not the bad guy, Chris. <laughs> Katie is. Um, uh, so yeah, you're doing your coach course. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Man, it was uh, it was super super cool. Um, I've only done the classroom stuff. Haven't gotten to the jumps yet. Yeah. Um, I think it's super beneficial. I think it, I have somewhere close to like 2,800 jumps. Like, for those who are not familiar, you need, what, 100 jumps to be a coach? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I can go into that course and learn what I feel like was a shit ton. And granted, Fudala did a really good job of gearing it more towards the coaching that I want to do um, and sort of my mentality and, and sort of the approaches that I'm already taking to coaching. Um, but, yeah, it was amazing getting that information and, and seeing how people learn, how to apply different mentalities, and just getting a little bit more of a... Uh, a classroom foundation built, so you have notes and 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 more structured things to fall back on, just if if questions ever come up. Um, so I, overall, it was an amazing experience. I I loved it. It uh, fundamentally, we didn't come up with any of these ideas. We're not smart. We're not great. We're not intelligent. We stole. We stole. We stole. We stole. And mm-hmm. I say we stole. USPA came out with these programs for us to train coaches, and USPA stole these ideas from other people who came up with modern adult educational principles who came up with and understood sports psychology. So it's all said and done stolen. My, my sister mm-hmm. um, used to be a high school teacher. She's a secondary education major. And so when we've talked at some point, we were just shooting the shit about teaching. I'm like, oh, no, so blah, 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 primacy, recency, uh, bits, seven plus seven plus or minus two, all this different shit. Um, Debbie's like, oh my God, like this is the stuff I study in school. I'm like, oh no, it's we're, we're teaching adult education principles. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's what it is. Um, people either neglect and completely forget it exists or are too hardcore by that standard. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't say don't. That, that is, it's a very important word in teaching. Don't say don't. But, man, don't say don't unless don't's important. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I so when I when I would teach a coach course, I would use text, Jesse, uh, te- text. Um, as my example, I was doing a VFS camp with Tex and Jay and Jay and a couple other buddies. Uh, they were hosting as Ether, and we started. I cringe so much when I hear people say "don't." Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I no. came into that late, but <laughs> I hear it like just in general. It's like stop telling people "don't." Tell yeah. them what to do. Yeah. So it. Uh, so uh, we started with two-way drills, and then we went into three-way. So basically, each team member took somebody two-way, and then eventually you flew four-way with the team, and you were the fourth person. So in Jesse and I's two-way drills, uh, everybody had similar uh, drills. Everybody had similar dive flows. Um, I forget exactly what it was, but I think it was sit hand-to-hand, front flip, hand-to-foot. I would do the front flip and hand my foot to his hand. Um, I I think that was how that piece went. Um, And I looked at him, and I'm like, yo, bro, before we go any further, i got to let you know, I've never done a sit flip in the tunnel. At this point, Tex has seen me uh, be an AFF examiner in the tunnel. He's seen me sp- spin out of control, fly out of control. He's seen me carving on my back around the tunnel. So he knows I have that capability. And uh, Billy said, thanks for the shout out. I love you, Billy. Um, absolutely one of my closest friends, Billy. I, you know, you're familiar with Billy's name. And mm-hmm. so I think he is. Well, uh, so uh, Billy is, is a big part of my skydiving history. Um, and Billy is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I so badly, he's, he's dating, um, what seems to be a very nice young lady. Um, I've, I've seen her on social media a few times. She's a skydiver. I see nothing but really nice things. And of course he talks about her and all he does say is nice things about her. But I constantly just want to comment on his, uh, Facebook was like, Oh look, a cute lesbian couple. I'm glad <laughs> society can accept you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, uh, uh, you, you sound like a, a nice gal, Nicole, but you could do better. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, fuck. I completely forgot where we were going now. Oh, uh, we were talking about the coach course, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the tunnel. The, the yeah. So I asked, I asked Jesse about uh, a civil, and he's like, look, so you're going to be fine. First of all, I've seen you fly. I've seen you fly in, in the air. You're going to be fine. Um, but that being said, let's talk about the problems. You really need to make sure you huck this. You need to throw this as hard as you know how. Um, I wouldn't always tell anybody as hard as you know how, but I know you know that limit. Um, you don't want to stall because you know if you stall, if the speeds were flying, what's going to happen? So you really need to make sure you huck it. When we're training and we tell people what to do, sometimes it's important that they understand the repercussions. In my case, we're flying at 92, and if I stall on my belly in the middle of a flip, I'm going to shoot up to the top of that tunnel, and chances are those boys are going to throw a spot and have to catch my limp ass. Um, So it's not a great day. So it's important that Jesse was able to to inform or remind me of the the negative consequences. But the way he framed it, if you're going to tell somebody don't, tell them how to, don't, how to. Hey, DJ, it's important that you huck it. You throw this kind of energy and this kind of momentum into it. Because if you don't, if you don't, this is blah, 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 blah. So remember, primacy recency tells us first thing, last thing. We're going to remember. It's like a compliment sandwich. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a bullshit sandwich. Um, Good thing, bad thing, good thing. It's sandwiches. It's sandwiches. (laughs) It's not sandwiches. Sandwiches. Um, (laughs) And and that's where I kind of get stuck because I think a lot of people forget the fundamentals, but then those who do remember the fundamentals are too married to them. Mm. I mean, you said it earlier, dude. It's 
teach people the way they need to learn. I yeah. Mean, yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing seeing what connects with some people. And I think some of the best coaches out there are some of the best communicators out there. And being able to read people is a massive part of this stuff, um, especially in sky coaching, because you can't really, I mean, you can communicate in free fall, but it's a lot more difficult than mm-hmm. communicating in the tunnel. Limited communication. Yeah. Things are a lot less controlled in the sky, no matter how solid you are. Um, so that's where briefs, debriefs really get important. <laughs> so being able to effectively read the student and communicate in those moments is huge. Um, so yeah, I took a lot away from the course in that aspect too, of just learning how to phrase certain things and using certain verbiage just to like prime somebody to hear the right thing or not fixate on the negative. Cause that was, that was something that I kind of knew about. Um, but going through the course helped me understand it a lot more of like people really want to fix it on that negative thing. So if you hit on it, they're probably going to be hard on themselves and then you're probably not going to get a positive result. It's man. We focus on it naturally. You can't ignore it. You can't lie. You can't deny about it. So you got to talk about it to some level, to some extent, Mm -hmm. but you got to insert it the right way, man. You've got, you've got to, at the end of a debrief, we train, you need to ask three questions. Now that we're done with your debrief, what are the three questions? Anybody want to help me out here? What do you? What did you like the best? What would you? What would you change? Improve upon or change? Improve upon. Mm-hmm. And what's next? What should we do next? What should we do next? Mm-hmm. So number one. In their mind, did they fail? Yeah. So <laughs> number one, I have failed maybe, for sure, for sure in my mind, I'm positive I have failed less than five students in my life. Do you think I've had... As far as overall, not single jumps? uh, No, no. Any single jump. I have failed less than five students in my life. Do you think I've had more than five students who have failed, though? Hey, Justin, what do you think? As far as their opinion? I want to do it again. Awesome. You failed yourself. Mm-hmm. Those questions for me are important because number one, I don't have to be the asshole. <laughs> hey, Justin, what do you think? Like, bro, I want to try that shit again. Like, bingo, I'm down because I think you got this. I think you can know. I think you can get it. Yes. So, number one, I'm not the asshole. Number two, ownership. You want to do this? Then let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, is it's a litmus test. Mm-hmm. I actually want to know. Hey, Justin, were what you, did you aware of what was going on? Not mm-hmm. necessarily. Did I debrief you well? Mm-hmm. What did you like best? Well, DJ, I don't know. Well, I just debriefed you. I just finished showing you the good yeah. parts. And if you can't tell me what you don't like best, what did I miss? What didn't I do? Hey, what would you improve upon? Wait a minute. You didn't receive that message either? Mm-hmm. How could I do that better <laughs> next time? It's like I said it five times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's the part I think people miss is important. I, I think... I think it's super important that ownership, that process, that that that, that what their side of it yeah. is. But man, I've become such that's a when you realize it, right? Yeah. Because just hearing it is not necessarily yes. you realizing what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you processed that information and understand what happened? That mm-hmm. ownership, that that moment of realization and acceptance, right? Um, but for me, dude, I I it's when I started using those questions religiously. I found, and I, and you were in my AFF course. I did it with you during your AFF course as an instructor. I found my ability to cater to your learning curve so much easier. And I say generically yours. Um, yeah. We, we worked pretty, I think you worked, who did you work with? Me, actually. Was I your evaluator? Uh, or did no, I Fudala. No, Fudala was, oh, Fudala was your evaluator. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, uh, it was like one of his first, right? Because he was still working on getting his super early. examinator. Ex- examiner. Yeah, yeah, examiner. Yeah, no, it was super examiner. early. It was super early. <laughs> I, like, I am the examinator. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think you were one of his early solo gigs. Like, or early on mm-hmm. when you're training, you're I'm holding your hand. I'm walking you through. I'm debriefing everything. I'm standing over your shoulder all the time. Um, in a support capacity. When I see you getting stuck, I give two cents. I give my input. I give feedback. When everybody walks away and you're done debriefing them, then I'm going to debrief you. Hey, man, a couple of things I noticed on this jump. I will say I'm a little bit more curt with evaluators and a little bit more direct with evaluators because of the time restrictions of the AFF course, and I need to get us moving forward. I also want to know as an AFF evaluator, are you going to get butthurt over direct conversation? Because if you are, you don't need to be here. Mm -hmm. Not because of the examiner, but because candidates are going to come at you and they're going to argue with you and they're going to be passionate about it. And I really don't think most of them are being bad. Like even guys who are being dicks about it and fighting you about it truly are fighting because they believe in what they're trying to talk about. I mean, misguided and as uninformed as they can be in those moments. Um, <laughs> I, I did I did some practice jumps with you. Um, and it was mostly the, the stuff where we did, the, uh, Zach and I did the um, you early cats. Yeah. Yeah. The two-way exits. Yeah. One of my rules, and, and, and we try our best and we can't always do it, uh, one of my rules, and I think it's any good examiner's rule, but with TRC, we still follow it. Um, in AFF, the examiner works with every single candidate in some training phase or another because I've had my hands on you, and there's no doubt in my mind. I, I only saw him in the early phases, but at this point of my career, I can see the basic gist. And in the early phases, if I don't see what I need to see and I can't trust somebody else to deal with it, then I keep you. Um, so we've been very big about, we don't, we like the training with the same person as much as we can, but we like switching it off just so the examiner can have his hands on, have his influence and be able to truly put his stamp of approval on everything. When, when was your AFF course now? It was a couple of years ago, right? Oh shit. It's been a while. Five years, it, maybe. You mentioned Zach. Was that Zach Boyd? Boyd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A couple of years We're ago. In the then. same course. Yeah. Yeah. You just recently got current in this guy too. Yeah, just re- recently got recurrent. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> it was the fr- my first time going uncurrent. Really? Um, yeah, it had been since April of uh, last year. Okay, so over over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How? What did that feel like? Like going uncurrent and then coming back to the drop zone? Um, I mean, honestly, it felt normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was back. Other you're, than you're busy too. It's not like, like you're you just lost sitting weight. <laughs> yeah. Other than, you know, a lot of the, obviously, uh, around the drop zone, a lot of people changed, but, um, yeah. most, most of the, you know, people I know are still there. Yeah. That's got, that's an interesting point as well. Like when you spend time away from the drop zone, you really see the change. In people mm-hmm. specifically, yeah. Um, but when when you're there every day, you're just kind of like, yeah, this person's here, this person's not, this person's taking time off, this person isn't. But when you take that break and come back, it's like, dude, I don't recognize half the fucking people here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure, because <laughs> it's very much like a seasonal staff, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You never and, know. and just fun jumpers, you know, people come and yeah. go, or people take breaks like yourself, you know. So it's it's. A and lot I didn't easier. even pay that much attention to like who was there and who wasn't. But mm-hmm. I mean, um, I started jumping uh, eight years ago. Um, so there's, I'm sort of used to that. Uh, but there, you know, a lot of the people that I still know that have been there a long time are still there. So yeah. that was my kind of comfort zone, <laughs> nice. yeah. but yeah, it still, it felt like totally normal. Cause I used to jump, you know, 
very often. And, mm. um, you know, I did a lot of coaching and instructing, so I'm used to new people. And um, it was good. It was good because it felt comfortable. And I'm glad uh, Fudala was available to do it because yeah. like, I don't think I would have done it with many people, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like just some random coach. I probably wouldn't have wanted to do it. Yeah, It's cool that he did your course, too. So you, like, you guys have worked together in the past. He's mm-hmm. seen your progression. And now it's time to like get a friend current again, you know. So that was probably pretty cool for him. Yeah, too. that was really cool. Like he's yeah. he's worked as the... Um, AFF examiner or sorry, coach examiner while I was doing coach evaluator stuff too. So it's kind of nice. cool that we have that relationship, you know? Yeah. You kind of lucked out on the timing too. Cause he's, he comes and goes for courses and stuff. He travels a lot. So yeah. it's cool that you got that, uh, that him. moment of his time. Man, he's <laughs> he been hitting working super so hard. hard, man. Yeah. It's been a blessing. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, a lot of people have no clue or don't realize I've stepped completely back from the rating center. That's something you and I got to talk about. Uh, Katie Van Lowe is running our schedules, running the business, talking and, and scheduling, not just the customers, but the examiners. Chris Fudala does the lion's share of our courses. Hank has stepped up to do quite a bit more as well. And uh, I'm looking for another examiner. So that's something I've not publicly really shared yet. Um, I've got my eye and my hands on a couple here or there that I've been working with. And so far, nobody's come to fruition for what I need. But man, we're looking to. Uh, I need somebody. I need another Chris Fudala. You see how busy we run Chris Fudala Ragged. Yeah. Um, definitely. Chris and I had a conversation about how much time he could feasibly do this without burning himself out, and that we need to have a <laughs> deadline that we can make sure we pull back because we need to make sure, you know, uh, Chris Fudala is the future of the rating center. That's how I feel. Chris Fudala, is, uh, he is my replacement. That is absolutely how I feel. Um, I can imagine his answer was something like, I don't see how I could get burned down doing this. <laughs> no, he agreed. He 100% agreed. He sees yeah. it. He understands it. Um, he, he's a smarter guy than he looks, which is not <laughs> saying much. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I would like to get somebody else who is wanting to be more of an examiner than anything else, who's capable and willing to travel to courses when we need them to. You're not going to travel tons. He'll do a lot of the courses at one of our locations, whether you're based out of here in Houston or whether you're based out of one of the other locations we do have. Um, I, I'm, I'm open to them being in different places, but I want you to make 70% of your income through the rating center. And when you're not working for the rating center, uh, I'm pretty sure I can get you a part-time gig with Spaceland. And I say that, um, man, uh, yeah, I'm positive of that. I, that's the relationship I have with Spaceland. Um, I've already talked with some of the management team there about bringing in another team member and being able to let them work at the DZ. Um, but there's going to be a relationship. We, um, Spaceland, I've explained uh, to friends who don't understand skydiving, um, I have a Starbucks inside of a Kroger's. A buddy of mine owns a company called Skydive Space, and he has five of them around the U.S. Um, I have a little business inside of his drop zone called the Rating Center, kind of like a Starbucks inside of Kroger's. Like Starbucks, I'm inside four of the five Kroger's or four of the five Spacelands. So we're a Starbucks inside of Kroger, and also we do locations here and there to help out other places. Um, so it, it's uh, we're, we're are they still kind of short? Who's kind of short at, at Spaceland on Man, like it, video or? We're, we're, we're at a limit, man. Instructors. I don't think we're really short, but if anybody's sick or anybody's missing, it really hurts a team very quickly. Um, I think it would be nice to have one or two more players for flexibility for sure. Now, all of this is being said. See that chair that Alex is in? Eight hours a day, that's my spot. Not on the <laughs> DZ. 
So I, I, I can't speak fairly. Do yeah. you, is my statement seem reasonable uh, to you? No, I'd say that's super accurate. Um, Nick has done, Nick and the rest of, of Space Land Management has done a really good job of structuring the team in a way that we're all getting as many jumps as we can, especially on weekends. You're and, maximizing and all that your potential. Exactly. So <laughs> we, we certainly feel it when someone's out sick or, or out for any other reason. Um, maybe it would be nice to have one or two more people, but I'm, I'm not the guy that makes that call. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that's what it is. Like we have a good sized team for what we have. You just feel it a little bit more when when one or like two people are out, for example, um, just because. And Katie keeps stealing you guys more and more. It, exactly, or like someone's out for the rating center thing, or whatever yeah. it is. Like um, Chris Udala no longer counts on Spaceland staff. He's as needed. He's not on Spaceland staff anymore. He works for me. Hank is still Spaceland staff who works for me a good bit. So when Hank is missing from Spaceland, that's a key player. When Pedro, who was doing a tandem course this week, is that true? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, he was up in the classroom. I just had to remember if it was, it was this a week or not. Course. It all well, I'm laughing. That, I'm laughing that I need to ask somebody else uh, what he's doing. <laughs> people. So, um, dude, it's uh, there, there's a lot going on as part of why I'm lost. Um, it's super cool because this week we're doing a coach course and a tandem course at two different locations, um, followed by a canopy course at two different locations, followed by an AFF course at one location with some other course type. To see my friends all helping and working together, man, it's it's exponentially giving back is what this has been about. So I, I've really stepped back back to it from the rating center, and these are the guys and gals. These are the future. Um, I found for me to help more people, I need to take a more of administrative business role, and I and I have a very blessed reach into the industry, um, and I have a lot of resources within the industry. So. Um, I would say a, a fair number of my friends make a substantial part of their income from businesses that I associate with, which is, for, for me, it sounds a little braggadocious, but for me, it's it's a huge blessing. The, the ability to, one winter, Hank and, and Chris Fudala were talking with me, and one of the two said something to me about, yo, man, you changed my winter. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, dude, I, I you eat ramen all winter long. You starve all winter long. You, you worry about them. Like, dude, I lived a normal life through the winter because I knew I had a reasonable check coming all the time from TRC since I wasn't working as much for Spaceland because it's the winter. And the other one immediately chimed in, and they talked about how it was their best winter ever. And at that moment, it hit me. It's freaking awesome. Dude, that, yeah. Yeah, because you used to be one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. And that was where I was like, man, you're relying on me to eat better? Mm-hmm. And it became almost scary, but it also became very empowering. Like, dude, I can do that for you. I can make your life better. Oh, wait a minute. I can make your life better. And, and um, DQ is recently her. And God bless you, Skydiving community. Guys and gals, if you've not seen it yet, go to the Rating Center fan page. And you can find the link to DQ and Ivy's fundraiser. Uh, we'll share it again in this feed. We'll share it again on Gravity Lab's uh, Facebook page. But uh, DQ was in a stupid fucking skydiving accident. I say stupid. He didn't do something stupid. He was a foot or two off the ground on a tandem. And moments, sheer seconds later, he was 20 feet back up in the air and 40 feet offset to the left because of what we can only assume. We can't see dust devils when we have a grass landing area. But there were dust devils potted in the parking lot around those time frames as well. Um, And the way the canopy acted, it was a dust devil picked him up and threw him onto the awning of the drop zone and then dropped him onto the bleacher. Fortunately, student only cut, tandem student, it broke DQ's ankle. It's a stupid accident. Dust Devil just out of fucking nowhere grabbed the dude, just snatched him like the hand of God and slammed him down. 
um dude our skydiving community rallied together and like within 24 hours had raised nearly twenty thousand dollars for his surgery dude thank you thank you man like you know me, uh, you know our family. DQ and Ivy are family to me. DQ and Ivy are family to a lot of us, but I think Alex and I especially have that really close connection with that, yeah, absolutely. With that family. And to see y'all rally around and support my family and my friends, dude, the amount of times, DQ, I'm so sorry if I'm throwing you under the bus right now, the, the amount of times that DQ, Ivy, and myself, we did it separately. I sent Ivy a message like, how many times have you cried? And I sent her the message while I was crying <laughs> because I saw the outpouring love and, and emotion and support for our friends and our family. And I forget where that came from out of my just face. But, dude, thank you guys all so much for reaching out to DQ and Ivy and, and, and helping out our friends. Oh, so in DQ's time of being hurt, I'd already given him a job doing some social media. By the way, if you see Facebook social media or, uh, excuse me, Radiant Center social media, DQ took that over recently. He's been running that. And uh, we hired him on another project while he's been down. I'm like, hey, I happen to have an opening coming up. Um, the guy running that gig was also looking to step away and said, hey, this is perfect timing. Let me help out my boy DQ. So in DQ's time uh, of struggle, we're able to help him out, man. It's uh, Nick Law has been a huge part of what I've been doing. Um, he's been a huge blessing to, to Gravity Lab Media Group, Gravity Lab Project. And uh, I got to thank Nick, too, because without him, I don't think we could be supporting all the people we support. So it's fucked up it's shit, man. Badass. It's it's. I hope he recovers well. He's yeah, gonna be totally. Cool. He's yeah. He's doing something. Everybody come together like that, you know. Yeah. Mm. Dude, somebody reached out to me today. Like, hey, man, uh, do you think it would be cool if I dropped off a uh, 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 care basket for DQ and Ivy under anonymous care basket? I really don't blah blah blah. Just anonymously, or should I go ahead and do, like? And he asked me a few different ways that he could support DQ and Ivy. Dude, I'm positive if I told DQ and Ivy this person's name that they would be very thankful to that person. They like this person. This person just um, doesn't want anybody to know they're doing it because everybody cares about our family. And that's, man, our sport is tremendous. It, it really, really is. So no clue where all that came from. Oh, yeah, the ability to help everybody. It's It's been mm -hmm. weird. It's been crazy. It's, it's, been, it's mm -hmm. been a blessing. So I've uh, stepped back from the rating center completely. Um Effective Sunday, no, no, Monday. Effective Monday, anybody with a coach rating will have more ratings than me. What's up? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Right. yeah. Did it's you, a you didn't get your ratings current, did you? Not no. Yet. Mine, are, mine are gone now, yeah. Uh, I see. Do you plan on, on redoing that, or is it just got is No. No. Oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> At least coach. Coach? Yeah. Nice. I don't think, I, I don't see much reason. I mean... Other than to just do it, to get it, to yeah. get my AFF redone. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, just to kind of, like, one, prove to yourself that you you can still do it and, like, you know, yeah. maybe... maybe Which is the reason I got it in the first place, honestly. I yeah? wasn't planning on, like, really? making money. I just wanted to fucking get it to yeah. see if I could do it. So know? how many, like, live, like, true AFF jumps, or STP, I guess, jumps did you do when you had the rating? Like, roughly. Uh, it depends if, if you're classified as an AFF or STP jump. Okay. <laughs> Most of the STP jumps are coach many, how jumps. How many AFF jumps do you have? Got it. Actual AFF jumps, uh, shit. Because um, that's the real question, right? Maybe yeah. 30. Okay. Um, so, I don't think you realize this. The STP program 
is AFF and coach jumps mm, yeah, done by an STP instructor. Yeah, I didn't um, figure out that not much that counted until I got my rating. It's like shit. It's only these. Oh, <laughs> so when you're logging, you are still logging. You have like, to. This yeah. is a coach jump. This is an AFF yeah. jump. Mm-hmm. So to be officially, an, it's it's one or the other. To be an AFF and evaluator, you have to have a hundred AFF jumps. Hey, go yeah, because I was like, I was, I was trying to get to the point where I wanted to get my evaluator. Like, fuck it, nice. I want to get all the fucking ratings. Hell yeah! <laughs> but man, that's a lot of fucking shit. Like, to get to be an AFF evaluator, that's a lot, especially for someone who doesn't live on the drop zone. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, a hundred AFF difficult. jumps said and done isn't a lot for somebody who's living on the drop zone and working mm-hmm. there full time. The caveat you just gave. And they're able to always do like the first jump course jumps and like yeah. every every yeah. week. But like you know, I don't want to take those from people on the drop zone, yeah. you know, because they pay more, obviously. Yeah. Um. And also, they need the the log the jumps more than I do, so I don't I don't try to take the lower ones. I see. Yeah, that makes they're sense. fuck a little more stressful too. But anyway, <laughs> I no imagine. one. I mean, honestly, ones and twos are less stressful than threes and fours. Hundred percent. You can hold on the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah, like you don't no, no fuck you. You're not doing that. It's fuck like you. We're, we're, a, we're a team. We're a unit. I'm not letting go. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. First jump is nerve wracking to a point because you don't know what's coming out of that door with your with in your hands. Am I going to get a Be shit at least sandwich? No, you can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I can fucking handle it. I can it. hold on to him till I pitch him. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, as we're tumbling, I can grab the shit and get him out of that. I can get takes. a fucking parachute out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any of those uh, pretty gnarly first couple of rides? Oh yeah. 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 My first live student. Okay. Was fucking gnarly. Could you, could to, you see it in there? I eyes. had to spin stop. I had to roll over. Well, not spin stop, but uh, I had to try to keep him from spinning, and he was still able to spin me a little. I'd really? roll him over a couple times. I had to give him the pull signal. I had to pull for him. It's like, fuck, I got tested right out of the fucking gate. <laughs> was that a good feeling? Like, oh, well, at least I know I can do it with a real one. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I like the honesty at least. <laughs> I, I like, like it. Come on, just give me an easy dive for one. Like, I'm new here. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, no. They gave me <laughs> if I could make it happen, I would make ev- I would make sure every single instructor had a shitty student. Uh, nope. A bad student. I Difficult. don't want shitty a bad student in their first five jumps because I don't want to beat you up and scare you away. Like on your first jump, I don't want it to happen because I don't want to scare you away. I want you to have five mm-hmm. good jumps that you, so at least you have, but I want you to realize this is real because so mm-hmm. many people can go hundreds of jumps without having a bad student. You know, if you train them well enough and you fly proactively enough, you don't really need to have an issue. And I was so recent on dealing with these assholes that I wasn't <laughs> really freaked out at all. I was fucking nice. counting. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I was I was watching people. like his toes and counting. <laughs> Man, that's awesome that you had that, that information current in your brain. At yeah, least. it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And that's another but yeah, huge and I was thing. so pissed off. It's like, why couldn't the first one just be like, oh, just give me a little bit of slack? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm new. I'm freaking out myself. Why do I have to be just constantly like, yeah, <laughs> muscling what, him? What was that mentality like? Like leading up to the jump? Like you're the new instructor. Are you freaking out? Oh you're yeah, trying to like play it off. Like everything's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like I knew I was I was totally fine on the ground shit. Like yeah. you know, because you do so much of it. Like so much training on the ground stuff that Mm -hmm. I was super confident on that. And the, you know, the debrief too. Um, uh, cause you don't get the benefit of using a video in the course, uh, at all. So, um, I, I was confident in that, but man, as soon as it got to the point where, uh, I'm gearing them up, oh man, (laughs) 
<laughs> fucking hell, my heart was going to explode out of my chest. The airplane yeah. ride was worse. That's probably the most stressful fucking airplane ride I've ever been on. <laughs> yeah, I can totally imagine. Did the, Was the student nervous as well? So was it like building on one another? Or was the student pretty chill? I think I played it off pretty good. Okay. He, he was pretty chill. Good. Yeah. At, at least he wasn't freaking out. Because if he starts freaking out and you're freaking out <laughs> internally, but you're trying to look cool, you know, something's yeah. got to give, I think. Right. And I feel like a, an instructor's level of freaking out is not... Perce- perceptible to somebody who's like doing their first uh, they've never been in their own not. parachute a new environment. like they yeah. don't know like our our level of freaking out is like my heart rate's really elevated and it's not normally and they're yeah. they're like fucking <laughs> skyrocketed blood pressure you know yeah. <laughs> hyperventilating that's true as long as you don't show physical signs like your hands aren't shaking you're, yeah. you're probably good right <laughs> you just do like the the close your eyes kumbaya like visualizing the skydive taking deep breaths yeah but inside you're just fucking like <laughs> oh my god i hope this guy doesn't <laughs> it's my responsibility yeah exactly that's got to be a trip mentally like yeah crossing that threshold and now knowing like this is this is my little baby i'm gonna take care of him mm-hmm. yeah you my could, palms are sweating thinking about it you could have your student at 10 grand look over at you and go i can't feel my hands there was a, a, a billy and i were doing an aff jump together <laughs> And the student sitting in front of me on straddle benches, so behind me technically, right? Mm. Um, and the student turns and looks at Billy and goes, I can't feel my hands. <laughs> and I looked at Billy and lost my shit, but I covered it up so the student could see it, can <laughs> see it. And I lost my shit because I knew Billy had to deal with it not being, I'm like, <laughs> your problem? <laughs> no, this guy can't feel Man, that's a strange one. I can't feel my hands. Yeah. Was it cold or was it? Do you think it was a circulation thing? Uh, like a circulation nerve thing, nerve thing because yeah. it was like not. It might have been the dead of summer. It might have been, but it was definitely warm time of year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We were we were on one jump together. I, I miss Billy to death. We were on one jump together, and uh, it was a weekday. This young lady came out to do a her, her first solo. And I I forget which one of us taught the first jump course, Billy or I. But, uh, you know, such and such. I, I'm going to say Justin because Justin's sitting here. The dude's name wasn't Justin. I don't want to throw any of these actual still skydivers under the bus. Yo, I met Justin at a bar. Oh, you met Justin at a bar? Yeah, yeah. We talked about skydiving. Well, oh, cool. So we teach this girl how to skydive. We're in the plane on the ride to altitude, and it's a summer day, so it's an empty fucking plane. So we literally have enough room to stretch out, and we're talking with her. We're not stretched out, but we're, we're talking with her. And it's like, so, yo, how did you meet Justin again? Oh, we met at a bar, blah, blah, Oh, yeah, so what can you Scott? Oh, he talked me into it, blah, blah, blah. I talked to him. like, oh, we were talking. I was asking about it. You know, he told me he had, like, a few hundred skydives, and we lost our shit because he had, like, 50. Um, <laughs> and, and apparently he had told her every fucking lie in the world about how awesome of a skydiver he was and how much experience he had. It's one of those guys. And as soon awesome. as she told us his story, we both, this is where it stretches out, we both lost our shit laughing to the point some laying down was going on. On, and we couldn't we we couldn't help ourselves. We told her in the plane the truth, <laughs> and the rest of the ride down to that motherfucking asshole. He fucking lied to me. I mean, this gal just like ripped this guy an asshole. Yeah, it's like normally time. you don't want to amp somebody up right before that jump, but yeah, we were <laughs> too busy enjoying it. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. A little dose of the truth before the jump, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh I have to admit uh one of the reasons I promote good standards and good safety is because I've been the irresponsible person and I can see what can go wrong and I can see the negative consequences. 
And I will say uh, we weren't horrible instructors by any means. Billy and I had a lot of good mentors. But I wouldn't also say we were the most reasonable human beings at that time of our lives. Just, you know, real nice way to say we were just a couple jackass dipshits. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Billy. Greensburg, Indiana. There are a lot of lost brain cells on that runway. I yeah. promise you that. <laughs> dude. I, it's an active municipal runway and, and the the amount of partying in the middle of the night with people doing all sorts of fucked up drugs on an active municipal runway was just not the smartest thing at all. Just guys, if you're if you're on a drop zone and, and your drop zone is not privately owned, even if it is privately owned, be respectful of it. But if you're on a city airport, if you're on a public airport, like really you don't understand how much of a headache the drop zone owner and the drop zone manager has with the local community. The reason Farmer McNasty hates you, the reason the airport board is a struggle, the reason your drop zones get kicked off of these places is because of the way people like me had behaved. I learned it over time as I started working in the sport. I started seeing what the relationship for the DZ was, and I started changing my behavior and modifying it to hiding it. You, 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 you do it in the right place. You do it at the right time. I'm not telling you don't do the stupid shit. You do it. Just do it at the right place. Man, if you're on public airport, guys... We have a hard enough time accessing airports in our sport. We really do. Um, people, airports are threatening to kick off drop zones all the time. Like, man, go be a jackass somewhere else and invite the rest of us. Like, we're all in. But, like, man, the airport, guys, re- respect it. it. Whether it's private or public, it really, it, it's going to help everybody in the long run. So, man. All those stories <laughs> make me think of Bill Booth's story of when we were in Florida and we had him on the show. Man, which <laughs> fucking cocaine uh, raining on the drop zone. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I'm familiar with that. Sounds rad. <laughs> I did not expect Bill Booth to tell that story. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that sounds uh, That's man. Dude, I'll, I'll you, have to go back and listen. To yeah, it. It, was not, it was the podcast. Uh, it was this. It was our show. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, the Deland Air Show. Deland okay. Air Show. Yeah, man. I so <laughs> Bill. Oh it, my it, God. So I when we went to Deland, we had one of it's my like holy shit. This guy is a skydiver. He's not just the guy on the tandem video. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a rambunctious. The guy yeah. who's gonna scare all the tandem, all yeah. the tandem students. He's not just the guy like, that made us all like super fucking safe. Why did ZZ uh, Top <laughs> just tell me I'm gonna die? Yeah. What yeah. the <laughs> fuck, man? Um, now. It's one of the, my goals when we did that show was uh, get an interview of Bill Booth talking about tandems. Get Bill Booth talking about the three ring release system. Get Bill Booth. You can find those fucking Powers conversations everywhere. Yeah. And uh, dude, go check them out. By the way, if you haven't heard them, um, my five, to all my children, or so, I forget the, the name of all over years, but the, the five things that Bill has really given or helped promote in the sport. Um, some of it I say given or help promote. Uh, he has had people work with him and collaborate with him and help him come up with some of these. He's not completely alone, although he has been a great innovator. Um, dude, the stories Bill Booth tells. And then John LeBlanc. I don't know if the word parachute came into our conversation more than once or twice. I don't think we did. We talked Man, a lot about his kids. and His yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it was another one of those incid- uh, intentional interviews for me. Yeah. It was, I want to talk to john in a friendly like this whole show was designed to get to know your heroes yeah, when I say get people to, yeah <clears throat> like no matter what you think nick law is like when you see him on the dz all the time until you hang out with him off the dz in personal private spaces you really don't get to know him and i'll take it all the way to alex because alex spends time with him in almost every environment in the dz and would you mm-hmm. agree, even in that work environment, you don't see Nick unless you get off the... D- like, th- the shit that's happened behind closed doors without the cameras and mics on in here, mm-hmm. I think is real Nick Lock. 
Definitely, especially <laughs> now that he's in like a manager role. Um, one, he's super busy, and two, he's being a lot more responsible because that's part of his job. Um, yeah, so yeah, you he's. It took me a while to get to know him. I'll put it that way. And yeah. Just doing stuff with him off the drop zone, or just spending a lot of time with him. But uh, yeah, I would yeah. I would fully agree with that statement. I'm not trying to put an act on when I'm at the drop zone, but I am trying to maintain a level of this is my job for sure. And yeah. if you hang out with me at the DZ, you know I don't have a lot of limits. <laughs> but if you hang out with me off the DZ, you know those limits are even less. <laughs> like uh, last night, hook and scrape, <laughs> hook, and it, th- th- it gets worse, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you don't want <laughs> I don't think I want to know. No. Balls. <laughs> Gross D stuff. Yeah, it was man, oh my god. So anyways, I am so sorry we haven't had a show. Um Alex is gonna help me stay more aware of what's going on, when it's going on, and what's uh for, for guests. We're gonna try to bring that back. Uh you said you're welcome you're you're open to starting to come back here and there as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um one of the things that we have a problem with is what's Dipshit's name? The short little midget guy with tattoos. Nick. <laughs> um, it's so funny. People think I'm joking when I do that. I, don't, I really struggle with names. Um, <laughs> Nick, one, one of my struggles is it really is hard to do an interview with a guest with just one of us. You've both seen it. Having both of us to lean on back and forth to fire the guns back and forth is a huge help on the workload this like one-on-one is easy enough to do when you know somebody really well in this case we all know each other reasonably well and we've all been on the show so doing a a small gig like this is easy um but with nick not always being available knowing that we can lean on you and bring you back in a little bit um alex has been super flexible on being on the couch i've actually driven more lately than i've been on the couch this is the first time in like four three or four shows that i've been on this side of the mic is that true Mm -hmm. I would have to go back and look. It's been a minute, but yeah, I've seen, I've I've been on the couch a lot more than I was expecting. Uh, for, yeah. So that that certainly says something. Yeah, and and said and done, it was my goal. So my goal was to uh, was to to just diversify what we have. A, a good example, yeah. uh, Mark Wallace, super nice guy. I, I I've seen and heard nothing but nice things about Mark. My interactions with Mark is really nice, but I don't know the guy for shit. Um, just we don't we don't spend a lot of time together, and there's nothing wrong with that. Alex has really created quite a bond with Mark. So for me, it, it makes more sense to have Alex on the couch and me producing because Alex can more naturally drive a conversation with Mark because he knows where to go with it, where for me I get a little bit lost, but I can still sit there and get involved. So we really try to diversify the crew a little bit. Um, I think just sitting back there tonight, you feel it's it's like being on break back there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's it's weird because <laughs> you have a lot of distractions, and I'm sure you're plenty familiar with this. Like you have you have plenty of distractions, and I can contribute in weird ways because I can apparently look up the length of an orcas yeah, orcas exactly. penis <laughs> and yeah. throw that in there. Um, but you just got to be careful That's you don't go too that far down the rabbit so hole. Important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essential, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. And when I first started, especially behind the desk, it's weird because there are, there are times when you want to contribute to the conversation, but you don't want to uh, derail or yeah. distract or... Um, that yeah, was just my know, biggest struggle was yeah. like knowing when to interject or... Yeah, exactly. Remember, yeah. Uh, especially when you don't know the person that well because um, you don't know when they might pause or how they might take mm-hmm. it or anything like that. So yeah, this specifically yeah. is an interesting spot to be in. Did you ever do any shows from, from that side, whether it's on the couch or in the guest spot? Guest spot you've done. Yeah, I've done <laughs> probably just once. This yeah. might be just my second time in the guest spot. No, oh, yeah. um we've done we've done uh, musical chairs. 
Yeah, I mean, we've done shows with just us three, but I don't count that. But yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would agree. With you. <laughs> so, but it's uh, so I don't for know Nick and if I've, I've actually hosted. So I call these the host seats, host hosted. co-hosts. Yeah. yeah. Um, versus producing. Maybe, maybe once. I don't think you have. I think I you've been the guest. Yeah. You were a guest at some... I don't, I don't think you have. I think mm-hmm. you've sat maybe in, in one of the chairs because you were with us and we did a show with just us. Um, you were a guest at some point in that chair for sure. I remember that. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I think that was your introduction into coming onto the show. Mm-hmm. I think we did you as, as a guest bringing you onto the show. Um, but it's... Uh, it, for Nick and I, it's very easy because we sit side by side. So I don't, have you guys ever noticed that Nick and I speak with microphones to each other? The way we handle the microphone tells each other what we're thinking as far as who wants the conversation. Um, we've never discussed the cues together, but 184 episodes, we've probably done 170 of them together. There might be 14 he's been missing for at most. So when you sit side by side for that many shows, knowing how you're handling a mic becomes very obvious. And I, I will watch him literally take the conversation from me um, by grabbing the mic in a certain way and addressing it a certain way where I'm like, oh, he won't, he's he got something. You know what? I got to go for it, right? Yeah, and you can't do that from over there. I can't yeah. see you. Yeah. Like from my <clears throat> seat, from my normal seat, I can't see the producer. Like you and I have to lean over to see each other. Yeah. A little bit like behind the closed curtain for you guys, but uh, Alex has four monitors up right now. Two computers. Um, one is our broadcast software. One is everything he's looking up on the internet and screen sharing. One is Facebook, the feed and the live stuff. And the next other computer, the fourth monitor slash the laptop, is the recording. So he has to also monitor audio on two different places to make sure we're not losing audio and we're keeping good levels while he's got a soundboard on the side. So it's a it's a busy spot. And if you're Nick, you actually produce a a, a show. If you're us, I do the worst job of producing the show. Be, uh, you've sat there and heard Nick yell at me like, you got to push the button. You got to yeah. push the button. <laughs> push. He's right. I'm not mocking him. I, I am. But um, you both do a pretty good job of Nick does the best job of straight production. Absolutely. Because he's a video editor. It's the way his brain works. He finds us. You do the next best job of production. You do the best job of balancing production and being involved in the conversation. I do the worst job of production. And <laughs> there's times I won't even get involved in the conversation from over there. There's times I've sat over there and just stayed disconnected. Um, and there's been a lot of times where I've been over there in the producer seat and the guest is, is somebody like a big name or like Jeffro, for example, and it's like, I really don't want to interrupt him, but I feel yeah. like I have something good to contribute, but I'm definitely not going to interrupt this guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just let him go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I could see that being very intimate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, there's a decent amount of people that we've had on that are, you know, extremely experienced and, uh, you know, world-class skydivers and all that stuff. And like, I just don't want to interrupt anything they have to say. <laughs> it makes it tough to interject, yeah. especially if you're not sitting right in front of them because you can like... For sure. Use like physical cues, right? Body language. Most definitely. Yeah. And <clears throat> having the monitors and stuff, it's easy to hide, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you feel like a slight disconnect because you are behind something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You just don't have the same cues that you would from the couch. Yeah. We just can't, yeah. we don't get that body language with you. We mm-hmm. actually used to have it set up where we had monitors for us to watch. So we would actually have a monitor sitting right in various right places. Yeah. Early on, before before your time, we had it sitting right here where the guest and us could see what was on the live screen. And I'll be real, part of it was to see what was on the live screen so I don't know I know if I can pick my boogers or not, man. <laughs> Why don't you catch me eating boogies? Yeah. Um, 
But we had it there, and we found the guests would get too distracted by that screen. Yeah. So we moved it over there. So I could still monitor and keep up with what was going on. Once again, so I knew if I could get up, do things, deal with whatever. Um, and realistically, in my chair now where I normally sit, I can monitor everything he's doing. Um, I'm mainly watching for technical issues because if there's a glitch, I have to jump up and fix it. Um, said and done, I am the show's engineer, which means I'm the nerd who plugged all the shit in. Um, oh, mm-hmm. my, wife, my wife must be home. Um, so I, I, I just like to keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, but it is what it is, man. What's new? What's next? Well, what's going on? You're skydiving again. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that, uh, part of the reason for me not wanting to get my AFF rating renewed is I don't think it'd be fair because I don't see myself being able to be that current. So I don't, I, I feel like, you know, all the guys that are out there doing it all the time are, are going to be way better instructors than, than I could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get back into coaching for sure. I love coaching, mentoring, that kind of shit. Um, just coming out random, but I, I, it's hard for me to make any kind of commitments. Uh, right Dude, now, right now you've got a young old. baby, uh, still a newer <coughs> job, right? Mm-hmm. So you still have a lot going on. My job is as old as my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I've almost actually, the same week. I've taken wow. about a year break from skydiving. It's actually been a year now since I've made my last skydive. I um, have never taken an intentional break from skydiving. It's always been winter induced in Indiana or injury induced by friends who dislocate my shoulder. Sex <coughs> guy. Um, much love. It was a, yeah, yeah. It's all, anyways, um, we were just fucking around. It was a good time. Um, so when COVID hit, we all took a break from skydiving. And when COVID was done, I took a little bit longer break because I think we've talked about it. I'm a little bit nervous about about being germ stuff. I, I just like, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. I don't need to be in a plane. Thankfully, during COVID, I reinvented myself. Thankfully, during COVID, I got a new source of income. I got new contracts for Gravity Lab pro- uh, Project and Media Group. So I actually was able to continue working. Um, I jumped here and there. And at some point, I realized, like, yo, I've never. And, I and dude, I enjoyed those jumps more than any jump I had because they were my longest breaks at that point. Um, but I realized I never have. I have not taken a break from skydiving. Skydiving has been unavailable to me, but I have not taken a break. I was like, you know what? I'm done skydiving. I quit. Not really, but I'm just, I'm done. I just, and right now I want to find my balance and I want to find my place and uh, focus on things that I want to work on and want to do. And one of them was figuring out what I wanted out of the sport. Um, like most full-time instructors, I think Alex is a perfect example of this. I got into a full-time living in the sport not to be a instructor slash videographer. I got into the sport full-time so I could find a way to make to have fun in skydive all the time and do a bunch of other cool shit in skydiving. Um, but I couldn't really afford to pay for all the jumps. Unfortunately, like most of us, we basically become slaves to the DZ. And, and that's no disrespect to the DZ. It's just not the best-paying industry and we're not the most heavily staffed industry, so we have to be there all the time to support what's going on. And now our ability to do what we want to do is limited. And I feel that like in 20 years of service, and straight up I've been an instructor for 20 years, so uh, in 20 years of service and doing that shit and being full-time dedicated to safety and training in our sport, I'm done. I am still going to promote safety and training. I'm still involved with the safety and training community. I'm still going to do all those things, but I wanted to take a break. And now I found... I want to, f- I figured it out, man. And I've been, 
when you know you know Texas had these groups going on lately. Watch on a weekend when Texas mm-hmm. out there training these groups. Watch where I'm at. I'm right over their shoulders. I'm walking. I'm digest, dissecting, digesting. When they walk away, I pull one of the guys aside, like Nick Sorrell. I'm like, yo, what are you? I, I'm not asking Nick as many questions. But like, hey, yo, what are you doing? Are you walking through this? I like seeing how methodical you are. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tex, you're having them do this. What's going on here? Why are you doing this? What connects here? What connects there? Because I'll be real. I love wingsuiting. I hate the restriction of parachutes you have to fly. Mm-hmm. And I also am not a huge fan of the the big wingsuit. Wearing the wingsuit for me, I just, it's, it's, it's just, I don't, I'm not trying to mock it, calling it a straight jacket, but for me it really is that straight Constricting. jacket. Constricting, yeah. perfect mm-hmm. word. Man, so I want to fly, and, and four-way is flying. Dude, by the way, I want to do some math, I want to do some wicked four-way. Any of my friends who want to have fun doing serious four-way, not really going too far, but maybe get together for a day doing six or eight four-way jumps. Let me get to that point at some point. I'm interested. I'm, I'm looking at you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're 100%. One of those guys. Yeah. Uh, you, me, Val, somebody else. Let's go do four-way for a fucking day. Let's go rip. Let's go have some fun. But, man, I watched Jesse and 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 uh, Fly for Life and, and, man, Nick Serrera, watching where he's come from nowhere to – and I say nowhere. I, I met the guy when he had, like, 40 jumps – um, to Mr. World Record Holder, watching Cody Prentice out there shredding, watching all these guys on angles, they're flying. These guys flying angles, these guys getting dynamic. Yeah, Cody Prentice and I were students about, about wow, the same time. It's really? crazy to That's see like, cool. yeah. where, he's, where he's going. So one of my goals is, is to get out and get current, um, do a little bit of belly jumping at first, because I actually do want to mentor some. Um, I do want to – I, I don't want to stop training. I don't want to stop teaching. Um, a little bit disclosure here. I am so sorry if you're a mentor for Spaceland or want to be a mentor for Spaceland. Um, we do require a coach rating to be a mentor for Spaceland. Um, I have made special arrangements with Spaceland. I won't hold a coach rating, but I will still be allowed to mentor. <laughs> I also run the program. Um, I feel like I have the training and qualifications, so um, I'm, I'm taking advantage <laughs> of it. <a little> bit. <laughs> but um, I, I also ask permission. I'm like, hey, what, what was the noise? <laughs> Um, so but man i I still want to train and give back right yeah but then i want to get into some angle flying so nicole black is going to go do some intro to angle stuff with me and then uh i think i'm going to go learn from the gravity lab crew a little angle flying shit too so that's that's my goal that's funny because i feel like we're we're almost very similar i was supposed to be current before you covid (laughs) my schedule up I was supposed to come back from the cruise I went on, catch up the week of, then come back and do a few days of skydiving. I had actually had a schedule and a goal, and I didn't want to share it with anybody because I didn't want to share it and be wrong. And then I got COVID, and that uh. completely put me down during that. And then the amount of work I've been playing catch up on since is just stupid. So, uh, and with all my upcoming trips, I just I, I will be current very shortly, very soon, because my twenty fifth anniversary is next month. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, so yeah. so I have that's to. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So super super stoked about it, man. But yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that because, um, you know, I I was using skydiving as like a stress relief because I was so fucking stressed out. Yeah, and I didn't have anything else really. You know, it was my family, it was all my friends, like everybody was mm-hmm. was in the skydiving community. Other than work, that's pretty much all I had going on and then like i refocused my life and like you know got got married and had a kid and it's like so cool. i don't have to have that stress relief anymore like i can i can take a break from it and it's like well it's not a big deal 
Um, you know, I miss it, obviously, but I don't have to have it anymore. Um, and I focus so much on, uh, you know, coaching and instructing and like doing that kind of stuff that I lost like my self progression. Like, obviously, I'm progressing a lot by doing those things. But like, you know, just learning new shit and like, you know, just doing other shit like I've never put a wingsuit on um, and I've never tried to free fly in the sky. So yeah. like, you know, after eight years, you think I would have tried that once, but no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's my favorite part of the sport. It's super easy to learn at the fundamental level and it's impossible to master, man. You can put in 20,000 jumps and hundreds of hours of free fall and you only have hundreds of hours of practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be real. That's like, yo, dude, I have a hundred, a hundred hours of tunnel time. That sounds like a lot to people, doesn't it? You have a hundred hours of practice. That's not really that much. And that's not, it's not a mock to the sport. It's kind of a praise to the sport because it's such a coveted thing to be able to do that we can only do in such limited chunks that back to it, you can spend your life chasing mastering, chasing the ability to, to, to do any one discipline. And by the time you come close to mastering it, then you have five other disciplines to get into. I mean, it's, what is the metric? Ten thousand hours to be a master or something? Uh, that's something people Some say. Shit like yeah, that. ten thousand yeah, hours. Yeah. Is, is but you can't skydive forty hours a week, like you can like in a full time job or whatever. Yeah, I forget right now, but I think I have like one hundred and sixty. I'm going to be a little bit off. But I have about one hundred and sixty hours of free fall. That's a lot said and done. It's not when I compare it to Aaron, to Hank, to Jay Stokes, to to Bill Doss. I don't have that many hours of free fall. But one hundred and sixty hours of free fall. It's a lot more than than half mm-hmm. the people listen to the show. I only have 160 hours of free fall practice. That's not that much, right? Mm-hmm. Man, how long have you been walking? A lot more than 160 hours. You're much more proficient at that than you mm-hmm. are at, right? Dude, I mean, I've jerked off more than 160 <laughs> hours in my life. I'm just saying. And I'm quick. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my wife just walked in the door. Great. Did, did that who did Val just walk in? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm getting all sorts of like alarms on the house and shit. Things going crazy, <laughs> man. Guys, uh, I'm so sorry to those of you who are fans and supporters of the show that we haven't had a show lately. I am not promising that we're going to stay more active and more current at the moment. I'm back to it. I have a shitload of travel coming up. Um, uh, I I think a lot of people figured out I work in marketing for LB Altimeters now. I've been working for them for. Over two years, that's been my main job is marketing for the, for that brand, and I'm very blessed to be with the company, and they have some big uh, events coming up that they want me at. Um, and more than anything else is for me to be able to meet the European athletes, so I'm super jacked about that. And the reason I bring it up is I will be taking my recording equipment with me to Sweden. We are at an event, so the chances of me being able to sit down and record with anybody is not as likely. Um but if I find the opportunity to sit down and spend an hour with Roy uh, Wimmer, if I get a chance to sit down and spend an hour with Dami, dude, I, there, there are a handful of people who I've been offered opportunities to try to do an interview with if the time comes. I will get some of those on the road, guys. So my goal is to get some of that. Um, I will be going to World Meet for uh, LB as well. We have some things we've we got going on there. Getting interviews at the World Parachute Championships is going to be highly unlikely because the competitors are there focused to train, focused to compete, focused to do their things. 
but I'm going to try to cross paths with a couple people. I'm going to try to see if I can get an evening with a buddy here or there. Um, Elliot Bird doesn't know I'm going to ask him, but if you don't know who <laughs> Elliot Bird is, the dude's a fucking freak of a photographer. The dude's badass. So guys and gals, we're going to try to get more shows going on again. Alex is going to try to help uh, from the DZ side with scheduling and or at least letting me know what's going on and who to approach. Um, and, and we'll do our best. Coming soon, beginning of November. Alex, you can see there's actually an empty slot for that yeah. poster. Yeah, I noticed that I earlier. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll have the film festival come up soon. And yeah, 12 legitimate entries. $500 cash $500. price. $500. That's I, a lot of jumps. I will already tell you, Aries 2, Protractor. For sure, I already got that from LMB because I work in marketing for LMB and they're very wonderful to me. Um, $500 cash prize. Guarantee those two are happening. I'm almost willing to bet money. Option Studios is going to give us a retail jersey. I'm really hoping that Cookie will throw down a G35. They've always supported us, and, and the team there are super wonderful. So uh, we'll see. I'm sure Spaceline will give some jumps away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Um, yeah, There's and there's a few more. So we'll see what's going on out there. SSK, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, They'll throw in free maintenance for a Cypress. Um, when you win a certificate for free maintenance for a Cypress, if you don't own a Cypress or you don't need maintenance on a Cypress, you can use the equivalent value to uh, purchase a Cypress through SSK. So $150-ish off of a Cypress. So not a bad gig at all. Man, anything you guys need to share? Old no. producer? No, it's nice being back here. It's been a long time. New Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Old Justin. It was nice having you on. Good to talk to you a little bit. Old Justin. Yeah, guys. <laughs> that was fun. Good. Come out to the film festival. <laughs> it's my favorite time of year. I love seeing that shit. Man, I'll stay in touch with you. Uh, November 12th is what we're penciling. Um, I'll know as soon as I can talk to Nick, talk to the DZ schedule, and we'll figure it out. Till then, white boy, you know what to do. Play that funky music. Play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guys and gals, Yay. grab that radio. We'll try our best to be back at it sooner than later. Um, we'll figure it out. Till then, blue skies, peace out. Justin. Let's go, Astros. You look svelte. Thank you. You look svelte, my friend. I try.